Welcome back to the Letterman, everybody. I'm Ryan Martel, joined in the studio by Chris Gordy, Alex Orlando, Leroy Marshall, and Reggie Billy Cyril Charles. Let's go, Mets! Oh! Hold on, hold on. Hold on, I, I got something for everybody. I got something for everybody. What a way to compete for the NLE. <laughs> three games set. Three best pitchers. Matt Olson, three home runs in a row. Dansby Swanson, three home runs in a row. All against your starting pitchers. Come on, Leroy. DeGrom, so scary. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening to Jacob DeGrom? What is happening? He's becoming human. I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. <laughs> He's becoming human. Never been a fan. Oh, man. I, think I think you meant Jacob DeHurt, too, not DeGrom. <laughs> That'll probably be the excuse in a couple weeks. He was probably hurt. He'll get, like, back tightness. Yeah, yeah like his back was probably tightness. hurt, and yeah. that's why he didn't pitch that well this yeah. weekend. And then it'll be the training staff's fault, not his. Don't forget. <laughs> Go Timmy Trumpets, by the way. I think the best part about yesterday was William Contreras walking out to that. Even though he got struck out on three pitches. Well, so Edwin Diaz was a little mad. <laughs> like, that's my song. That's my song. <laughs> uh, so we're back in the studio this lovely morning. Um, if you can't tell, the Mets lost. <laughs> three in a row, by the way. <laughs> Quite a bit this weekend. Sweep him out of the... L- Leroy, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm sorry. It was bound to happen. No, it's today. okay. We did it to the That's Sox. Fine. We did it to the Phils. You did it to me. Did it to the Mets. It probably going to happen. We'll have it to the Mets pretty soon. No, 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 no. We won't get swept out. We won't get swept out. Look at that broom right there, Leroy. For the NL East. Pathetic. It's a shame because this was probably the most magical season the Mets have had in the last probably 15, 20 years. Regular season-wise, most magical. And they just... Kind of let it all go up in flames this past weekend. It's a Met thing to do, but... Oh, it's absolutely a Met thing to do. I love it. I'm not shocked, but... They're still in the playoffs, yeah. though, but it's not, I the, mean, not the one seed. And they got two tough big. teams they're going to they have do. to get through. They do. Two very tough teams. Mm-hmm. And Josh Hader's actually playing baseball now. Finally. Is he really? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's finally back on his stuff. He's he's been a lot better the last few games. He got t- taken out of the closing role for the Padres, mm. and then you know he was used in that setup spot. But then they brought him back to the closer spot, and ever since then he's been he's been rolling. Perfect timing. Oh yeah. Yeah, really perfect timing to make <laughs> that final push into the playoffs. Padres clinch. Yep. Yeah, yes, they, did. they did. Okay. So <clears throat> it's looking very likely that the Mets and San Diego are going to meet in the very first series in the playoffs. What do we think about that possible series? What, what are we thinking? I mean, I like it. It's a three-game set. It's a three-game three game set, set in set. New York. you got to assume your top three pitchers <laughs> yeah. are going are gonna to pitch. Uh, and DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett. Bassett. Or do you, do you think they go Walker? I think they go Walker. Because Walker, see, I, I see. I, I mean, again, I, I was Walker. saying it. I was saying it a couple days back to my friend Orlando over here. I think that Walker's their third guy, no matter what. Honestly, yep. I think it goes Jacob DeHert, Max Scherzer, and then Walker. 
I think Scherzer's their best pitcher. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll I give it to Scherzer, Scherzer and then Scherzer De is second. Yeah, I think I think you got to like, despite Degrom being better than Scherzer, in my opinion, throughout the regular season. Like, even though he came back halfway through, I still think Degrom's the better pitcher over Scherzer. Mm-hmm. You got to slate in Scherzer game one in the playoffs because one, he has experience. Yep. Tone setter. And two, yeah, he's a tone setter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got to they got to throw in Scherzer game one against this Padres team. But I think they'll also be throwing out Joe Musgrove, though. Joe Musgrove, Joe Musgrove you I would say Mike Clevenger. That'll be the yeah, that'll yeah. be the three for San Diego. And I like right? that a lot. Yeah, you, I think that looks. You good. Darvish plays well in New York. Doesn't does. matter which. I mean, doesn't matter which one. He not, plays well in New York. They're not playing Blake Snell or Sean Manea. No, definitely no, not. Definitely not Manea. No. Well, I if this was Darvish game one. If this was honest, two, no. I go. You got to go Musgrove. Or Musgrove and Darvish game two. Yeah. Clevenger, yeah, and then Clevenger three. My bad. I mean, if it gets the three, ooh. it'll get the three. <laughs> I don't know, Leroy's I, face. <laughs> I, it it could go to three, but I, regardless, even if it goes to three or not, I still think this Mets team has the advantage mm-hmm. over San Diego. I think Mets. Will win. I'll be a little, I'll be a little more real here now. I think the Mets do win this series. Good job, congrats, Mets. But uh, then you can go down to Los Angeles after that, and you can have your fun there. <laughs> Let me know how it goes, please. Get to some other potential playoff um, playoff performances or playoff got some matchups. Matchups. Oh so I uh, think it's highly likely that we're going to see Toronto versus Seattle in that wild card set. And we, us as the Letterman here, have been very adamant on who's been better, Seattle or Toronto. I guess we'll we'll really find out the answer. Hopefully, this upcoming weekend, yeah, I ending think, a collapse from either Toronto or Seattle. I think both of these teams are very equal in terms of all around, you know, goodness. I guess you could say. Um, however, I I just I think Seattle is going to play that magical team this postseason. They're going to be that team that nobody expected to go far and deep into it. And they're going to end up, I think, possibly making the championship series. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that as a Yankee fan. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Houston get knocked out a little early. I don't. I don't, I don't think anyone or everyone would in, in the MLB would like to see Houston get knocked out early. It's ve- it's very realistic that the Astros are going to wallop the Mariners, but keep an eye out for them. They can oh, yeah. play spoiler. I like so that. the three the three pitchers that Seattle will be throwing out. I'm assuming is Castillo, um, Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. Who would you go first, by the way? Robbie Ray or Castillo? I would definitely go Castillo first. Castillo. Right. Let's, yeah, Castillo. let's not diss my boy Logan Gilbert, who's had a yeah, great Gilbert's year for Seattle. Had a great year. Had a good year. I think you got to slate him in, too, and then put in Robbie Ray at the third game. How about how about George Kirby, though? What, what do you think what role he would play in the playoffs for Seattle here? Because he's had, a, a, I would say, a really good season as a, as a rookie starting pitcher for the Seattle Mariners. But like you said, they, Logan he, Gilbert, Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo are just better. Or not, not better, but they have the experience as an MLB pitcher. And, I mean, what do you think George Kirby George Kirby role will be? I mean, it's possible that they slate him in as a number four. You know, most, most teams in the playoffs only run a four-man rotation because you have a lot of off days mm-hmm. in between games whenever you're moving. So I think they're sliding in George Kirby at number four. However, it's very possible that they're going to take him out of the bullpen if needed. Um you know, whether they find themselves in a situation where they really need to hold that lead, they're going to look to guys like that. A lot of teams use their starters in the bullpen throughout the postseason, and they use them often too. Not only in relief pitcher spots, but as starters too, even if 
they came out of the bullpen a few days ago. So I think that's the role that they're going to give him, and it's very likely that he could succeed in that role. Oh, yeah, and especially the way the playoffs are played nowadays with pitcher rotations and all that. Kirby could be pitching two, three innings in the middle of four, five, six innings, game one, game three, game two, however mm. it comes down to it. So, However, one thing I will say is that if I'm a playoff team in the American League, I do not, and I repeat, do not want to face the Guardians. They are hot. They are very hot. They are hot, man. They really pulled away. They, they are scary at the moment. And as I said before, they could be like the Mariners and play spoiler for a lot of these teams. I'm going to be honest, though, as a Yankee guy, just from playing them all season long, I know that they're very high right now. I would definitely rather see Cleveland than Tampa Bay because just as the history has shown in the past couple years, Tampa Bay has gotten the best of us in the postseason and in the regular season at times. So I know that they are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, but I think I would, as a Yankee fan, I would rather see Cleveland than Tampa Bay in the first round. And I think you will. I think you will. You know, I Tampa Bay's so. Tampa Bay's hurt. Mm-hmm. Tyler Glasnow came back. I saw that. Yeah, he, he pitched, pitched pretty decent. well. He yeah. pitched pretty well. So just Tampa Bay, they just haven't looked good, especially in the last couple weeks of September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're limping into the playoffs. Facing a very hot Cleveland team, I could see Cleveland realistically sweeping them 2 0. I mean, we'll I see. see it. Tampa I mean, Bay does fight, so we'll maybe see. A, a, some disrespect towards them, but I, I can easily see, well, not easily, but I can see Cleveland winning either 2 0 or 2 1 mm-hmm. at home, especially in front of that crowd. Uh, they were not expected playoffs, but here they are. <laughs> so good we'll for see. them. Oh, yeah. Believe Definitely. Land. Believe Land. <laughs> This is for you. <laughs> but um, let's talk about some other news. Very great scene coming out of St. Louis yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very great scene. Um, you know, not only did Albert Pujols homer in his final home game at Bush Stadium, him, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright all walked off the field in unison to be subbed out in their final home game. So they could get a beautiful, a beautiful standing ovation in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Great moment for baseball. And I really hope these guys can help carry this team to a World Series title because that would be a great way for all of them to go out. Oh, yeah. And Albert Pujols in his last at-bat last at bat in the regular season in St. Louis got 7.02. So, fantastic, fantastic for him. I, I said he was going to get 7.05. So you were pretty close. You were pretty close. close. But he still has some games. Orlando was dissing you a while ago for that. <laughs> he was not confident that, that that would happen. But, I mean, he's three home runs away for it, so... Who knows? Three games, three home runs, you know. Our pool holes. Could happen. He's G- the machine. Just give him <laughs> He's a few, the machine. Give him a few lefties. Great ending to three great careers. I oh, yeah. Say. Oh, absolutely. Probably three Hall of Fame careers. Do you think Wainwright retires after this year? I think, yeah, him and Yadier Molina are both retiring after this season. I can't see it's him. All, all three of them are. Wow. So the Cardinals. Yeah, he's 41. So. This is make or break for them this year. And they have to wait for their opponent as can we wait for, can we talk about the last spot of the of the pitcher that six seed of course that's the, the only picture we're really waiting on I mean because we know the Mets and Braves are gonna continue to duke it out the Braves did take that great advantage though, as we so the postseason oh, no, field wait, 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 is wait, 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 almost on. entirely set hold on I want I want to understand why are you looking around this room because we know we're all looking at you looking at me no Orlando what. We're talking about your team. 
What about him? I thought you were looking at Chris. No. You're, you're looking at me. Yes, we're looking at you. Oh, okay. Because you're the only team here that has not secured a spot yet. And they will. Okay. Red October's coming, man. Love to hear it. Yeah, Philly, the, as of right now, there is only one spot left in the postseason field, and that is for a National League team, and the Philadelphia Phillies are soon to be eyeing that up. They are one game out. It is the magic number of one. All they have to do is, I believe, win one game and the Brewers to lose one or vice versa. I forget. I Magic numbers are confusing. It's magic numbers, too. So they, they so, need to basically win, basically so, win one game in the next – Three days. And who do they have this week? Houston. Houston. They have Houston. So. <laughs> I, 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 I want to Orlando. No, Orlando. Let me, let me tell you something, though. I, I like think it. that regardless whoever snacks this last playoff spot, whether it be Philadelphia or Milwaukee, is going to have severe trouble facing the Cardinals. Yeah. Does I it, agree. The Cardinals, I think, sweep their first playoff <sighs> wild card. Oh, wild card, yeah, yeah, wild card. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that will it. probably set up a match matchup of either the Braves or the Mets. Because mm-hmm. I guess the Mets are still in it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the Mets still are. The Mets have been in it. They've been in the playoffs for a few days now. So it's just a matter of fact of whether they get their division or not, which most likely is that, that, that's now. what I meant by they're still in the division race. But yeah, come on. I guess uh, it's 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 done. The Braves. Easily now, this division after that the series. Marlins haven't played spoiler. The Marlins won two of four against the Brewers. If I'm not. No, you're right. You're right. Was it two of four? Yep, you're right. Yep. It was even three of four. Yeah, They're six and two. four in their last ten plays. Six and four in the last ten plays. What does Atlanta have to do? Just take one, or they have to win two? They pretty well. They have the. They had the tiebreaker. They had the tiebreaker yeah. over the Mets. We so need essentially need one, one, and we need a loss. Oh, okay. And who do the Mets have? We have Washington this weekend. Well, this week. Yeah, the, the Marlins took the series over the Brewers, three, three out of four. Mm-hmm. Big time playing spoiler. Could happen. So I hope it doesn't because then we will really sound like idiots. No, no, no. No, no, no. You know what was kind of crazy, though? The American League field for the postseason was written off very quickly this year. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very quickly. Um. It was done complete a few days ago. Yeah. Yep. Which is really surprising because over the last few years, it's been down to the very last game Mm -hmm. for the entire field to be set. But in August, we were like, oh, well, these are the six teams. We had a pretty good idea. Even in our first show back, we were like, well, these are pretty much six six teams that are going to make it. Baltimore Orioles could. Which, by the way, congrats to them. Yeah, good season. Great season. You know, unfortunate that they ended up getting... You know, eliminated a few days ago, but they secured a winning record mm-hmm. this year. Um, their future is very bright, Absolutely. very, very bright. They have Adley Rushman, they have Gunnar Henderson, they have Grayson Rodriguez, who's going to be pro- most likely coming up next year. Great pitcher. They have a whole plethora of farm people that are going to be amazing. Good for so. them. They deserve it. You know, you know what's the crazy part about the Marlins winning three or four against the Brewers? The one game they lost, it was one nothing. And Sandy Alcantara pitched eight innings, gave up one run. That sounds like some. Jay that is the most stuff. Marlin stat that you would get this season. Yeah. Marlin, the Marlins pulled a Met right there. Wow, yeah. he got credited with the loss then too. Looks like did. Jacob yeah. That's terrible. Because Corbin Burns also went eight, didn't give up any runs. Obviously, Corbin Burns. Oof. Devin Williams came in the ninth, He's finished good. the game off. That was Friday, but like, like Sandy. 
He needs to get out of Miami. Come to Philly. It's gonna it's gonna take a lot to trade for him. It will at this point. Yeah, Sandy. Probably the trade. trade. I think, you don't. I th- I think the Marlins could listen to some offers. They'll listen. Maybe. I mean, if if the Angels listen to Shohei offers, that's true. That is true. Miami yeah. will listen to San. Now, should they? No, no. Because he's a bona fide ace. He's going to be the Cy Young winner. I think in most of our opinions in the NL. I agree. So I don't see who else would win it. They shouldn't. Pablo Lopez. He's going to be a good number two for them. They'll probably listen to more offers for him than Sandy. Probably. God. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, like I said, Marlon's playing spoiler. Let's see what happens. Yeah, geez. I'm looking at Sandy's fantasy stats, and he almost has 600 points. As a pitcher. That's impressive. <laughs> that's, that's crazy as a pitcher. That's more than half half the batters. <laughs> so. Yeah, Pablo Lopez in his last game, seven scoreless innings. So, yeah, I mean, the Marlins have always had a good pitching staff the last few years. They, they've had some really good starters come out of their team. It's just, however, the offense and the bullpen, very lackluster, mm-hmm. super, last, super lackluster. You had Jesus Aguilar starting games at first base for you. <laughs> like, Hey, I'll never forget this season when I traded Jesus Aguilar for Josh Bell straight up. Are you serious? Yeah. It's is, is the person that made that trade, like, okay? Like, are they... Okay. To be fair, I kept I kept telling them Jesus Aguilar is going to finish a top ten uh, top ten fantasy first baseman. He was uh, tenth at the time I traded him for Josh Bell. Oh man, then he, he ends up getting to? DFA'd. Yeah. Did he actually? Yeah, I got DFA'd by Miami, and I forget who picked Orioles. him up. But yeah, Baltimore Stop. picked him up. That's terrible. <laughs> so the, the greatest trade of, of 2022 for Ryan. <laughs> Um, into other baseball news, the Los Angeles Dodgers become the sixth or seventh, either one of those two, sixth or seventh team in Major League history to win 110 games. Yep. I think they're going to come out of the NL. Me too. I mean, I would would think so. See, now you, you'd think that, but you, people say that every single year. I don't think they lose to the Braves like two years in a row. Yeah, but I don't. They haven't showed me anything. I mean, obviously, playoffs haven't started, but yeah, 110 wins is cool. But they do this every year. They get 100 wins. They, this they is get 110 now. They get they get all these. Last year wins. we got 107. Yeah, that's true. Or what was it? 107 or 108? Last year. 107. Yeah, they got 107 and still lost in the divisional round. Not even not even the championship, the divisional round. Yeah, and they didn't even win the division last year either. But they lost to the World no. Series champs, though, didn't they? In the playoffs last year, they lost to Atlanta in the divisional round. Well, yeah, yeah. yes, they did. So they, they did. They did get eliminated by the World <laughs> Series champs. Atlanta was stacked, though. They had like Jacques Peterson and yeah, they I mean, had Jacques Peterson and Rosario. All these outfielders that they traded for in the second half yeah. go off for them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I was listening to the broadcast last night, and they were saying how they think this team. Is better than the team last year for the Braves. They just yeah. more, they're more athletic, and they hit the ball more, and they like the defense in the outfield. Even no, though I, last year the outfield those trades were meant for defensive outfielders, mm-hmm. they like what they see this year, and I think that has big, big props to Michael Harris. I very very much agree with that statement. I think that this Braves team is a hell of a lot better than the Braves team last year. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Um, you know they've got Michael Harris, rookie of the year contender. 
probably going to win it. They've had Spencer Strider, who is hurt at the moment, more than likely going to come back for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So this team, they're they're screaming very well-rounded to me. So if L.A. faces them in a series... I'm taking Atlanta. I'm not. I'm not writing... I gotta be honest, I'm taking Atlanta in every series except St. Louis. So like I, I hope I hope we get an Atlanta St. Louis series. That would be a lot of fun. And that which, would that which would is very likely. I mean, I said it's pretty likely. The to way happen. the the way the bracket is, you will see St. Louis and Atlanta. In the first, yeah, because in the divisional round. Yes, you would. St. Louis is either going to face Milwaukee or Philadelphia in the first round, and that's that's a sweep. Yeah, in my eyes, whoever they face. I'm sorry, Orlando. It's okay. I, I mean, playoffs. I said it. I said it earlier, and we're just yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah, it's. I very much see that happening. So I could see the Cardinals and the Braves in the NLDS. That will. That will be a fun five game set. Um, more than likely going to be Mets versus LA. Mets could play spoiler there. That's good. I would I would love to see the Mets boys play out there. Just for them to get their hearts and I would take their best three pitchers. Again. I would take the Mets best three pitchers over the uh Dodgers best three pitchers though. I will say that. I would too. Just because Clayton Kershaw yes. we've seen we, over we the know years, how we know how he pitches. Does in not playoffs. perform in playoffs. I mean, but here's what I'm saying. This weekend, when you're when we're talking about the Mets' big dogs on the hill, this was the biggest games they pitched in all year. And that's true. They didn't do great. So, I mean, is this – did they just have a bad weekend or are they – Well, well, we know Max Scherzer I'll throw you this is stuff. built for it. I'll we, know, we know he's the vet. He's got the experience. What about the other two? What I'll about the rest of the team? I'll throw you this stat and you tell me – you guys tell me what you think. In the last five starts, Jacob DeGrom has had 15 earned runs. For the last five starts for Chichi Gonzalez, minor league, minor league prospect that came up for the Yankees. Has also had 15 earned runs. One is considered the best pitcher in baseball, and the other is considered just a prospect. So you tell me how you, you just take imagine, that as you will. Just imagine Gonzalez didn't play in that little league stadium either. He wouldn't be giving up that many home runs. Just just oh, imagine wow. that stat right there. Yeah, the, I really just don't know what's going on with Jacob Degrom. He's uh, he's not the Grominator. He's just – I don't know if he's, like, somewhat hurt or something. I don't know what's going on, but I – I mean, he's still getting loads of strikeouts, but his earned runs, they're, they're starting to hit him around a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? You think he wants to be there next year? <laughs> That's the, the rumors are saying he doesn't. I could see him going to Atlanta. That, that was where I could see him going. That's what I'm saying, man. Like – Wow. Leroy's having nightmares over here right now, thinking about it. I can't see him leaving, man. I don't know. He is old. But I do feel like some team out there is going to give him the money he wants. Very injury prone, too. Yeah. He just goes to San Francisco. Him and Judge. Aaron Judge, right? yeah. Aaron yeah, Judge. Yeah. Judge. No, see, there you go. Let's, let's keep that out. New York or nowhere. Shorter my sweatshirt the other day. Hey, he was wearing it. You got it. I got what? I don't. I have no clue what you're talking about, Reg. No clue. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more, I think, highly important part of news that we need to discuss. Um, very likely that Tony La Russa is going to retire 
after God. the end of the season. You know, he stepped out of his managerial role for Chicago um, for just a few games, but now it's announced that he is going to be done with baseball after this season. You so, White Sox. I was a White Sox fan. White Sox wasted two seasons by having him as your manager. I, I don't know why you even hired him in the first place. But now they're finally saying their goodbyes, and hopefully they can find a good guy to lead this club who is good on paper. They're good on paper, but they just don't have the guy to lead them. The White Sox are going to be a mess, though. Because couple of years, don't they I have don't they have a lot of expiring contracts this year? <clears throat> um, not a hundred percent sure. They might. They got a handful of expiring contracts. Because I, I think Giolito is gone. Or he's like, he's expiring contract. I don't see him resigning there after this season. Not after this year. Lance Lynn? I think he's through. Forget about him. I yeah. think he's trash. Luis Robert? He's, he's done. I think his arm Luis Robert, could he stay healthy? Yeah. I mean, you got Tim Anderson. Jose yeah. Abreu is that, a free that's agent. One that's right. Jose Abreu is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Red Sox. I am up. Club option. Tim Anderson has a club option. You know, I would love for the Red Sox to scoop him up. I've always loved Jose Abreu. Oh, for a very I wasn't long waving time. at anyone. I was waving by to Tim Anderson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Who the division folks? What'd you say? I said he might have been waving goodbye to the Mets. Uh, National League East Division crown. I mean, yeah. Wow. I mean, ain't nothing we could do about it now. No, All sorry. year, I had to hear from Mets fans. This is the only reason why I'm going so off. Not because of you, Leroy. Where I live, there's a lot of Mets fans around, and all they do all year is make fun. Oh, we're the real team in New York now. We got it all. We Can't got the pitchers. We got Scherzer. We got DeGrom. Can't Look what it. happened to him in a big game this weekend. I said it last week Friday. I said it. The winner of that division, the winner of that series, was going to take the division. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. I did not say the Mets was going to take it. No. I, I even said it's either going to go two out of three both ways mm-hmm. or somebody's going to sweep. Yeah. I said it last week. Well, anyone could have said that because that's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it goes two out of three or it gets swept. Can't go one one. This isn't this is a soccer where you just tie. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know, I think we're gonna end the segment with Timmy Trumpet's new um his new his yeah, new let's song. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Do you guys want to hear his new song? Sure thing. New release. <laughs> Rest in peace. Mets fans. You almost had the division. It was so close. You almost had the division. Go off, Timmy. Go off. We'll see you later. (laughs) When we return, Orlando, Leroy, Jason, and I will be telling you who improved the most in this NBA offseason, Eastern and Western Conference. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked. Go Yanks.
You're listening to WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Keep it locked. Hey, everybody. We are Lady Lady Antebellum. When we started out in Nashville, we never imagined what we were going to be able to achieve. We got here because we worked together and had each other's backs. In America, we have the privilege of being a diverse society made up of people from all kinds of backgrounds. And that's a big part of what makes this country such a great place to live. When we put aside our differences and work together, there is no challenge too great to overcome. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hey, you're listening to 90.7 WCLH with me, Stefan, serving Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Hazleton. Keep it locked. Tracy Lawrence for the U.S. Air Force. We all have tough choices we have to make. Life just works that way. I remember when I was getting ready to move to Nashville to pursue my dream. I packed my 10-year-old Toyota Corolla with 250,000 miles on it and hit the road. It was a tough choice, but the right one for me. If I decided to take what seemed like an easier road, I never would have achieved my dream. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Welcome back to the Eleven here on ninety point seven WCLH. Leroy, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm joined in studio with Jason, Alex, Leroy. We're talking NBA. What was that noise? Sorry, I think that was my fault. I hit the I hit the mic. Come on, Jason. <laughs> my fault. I'm rusty out here, man. You missed one day. I know. One day. One day. One day. Anyway, we're here. We're going to tell you guys who we think are the most improved teams in both conferences, top five in each conference. So this doesn't mean we think these guys are like the top contenders in the conference. We just think, hey, these guys had a really good offseason, and hopefully we'll see that transmitted onto their record, into their play, the court, whatever that means to you. Sounds good. Yeah. So we'll start in the East. I'll, I'll just kick things off. I think the fifth best offseason in the East was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I mean, getting Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You have them at five. Yeah, I do. They get Donovan Mitchell, and you have them at five. Yeah, I do. Wow. All right. I mean, basically trade away your first-round pick in Ochai Abagi. That doesn't really help, so that's just a waste of a first-round pick. But you did get Donovan Mitchell. Robin Lopez, I mean, that's your only other free agency acquisition. And if you had to lose Laurie Marketing and Colin Sexton also in that trade, yes, you did get Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> but you gave up, in my opinion, a lot of bench depth mm-hmm. and didn't really add anything else other than that. Yes, now your foundation is – your core is there. Don't get me wrong. Your core is there. But if we're talking about additions in, in the offseason, you really only got Donovan Mitchell. Yes, that makes your team a lot better, and we're going to see that improved play in Cleveland. But I think there's four other teams that do better. I mean, that's a fair point. They did just get Donovan Mitchell. That's it. So that is true. I don't. I don't hate them at five. Uh, I went with the with the Pistons. I like Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran in the draft, and then they just traded for Bojan Bogdanovic. 
So, like, I think the Pistons had a real nice offseason not trying to overdo it and go out and sign, like, a big free agent. They did get rid of Jeremy Grant, but I think that helps them in the long term kind of develop their young guys. I had the Celtics at five. I really like the acquisition of Malcolm Brogdon, much-needed bench depth. Blake Griffin signed uh, not too long ago. Now, Danilo Gallinari also signed there, but he Hurts. will unfortunately not be playing this year. Why's that? Towards the Oh, oh yeah, no, it wasn't that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> did not. I forgot about that. But I think Malcolm Brogdon is just a great bench piece for veteran shooting. Brings a lot to the table. I'll take the Cavs at five, too. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I also went to the Celtics. Um, I did not know about Daniel Garinari until right now, but I still think getting Malcolm Brogdon as your sixth man, who is a starter on, I wouldn't say most teams in the NBA, but a good amount, say at least half, and trading bench pieces of Aaron Naismith, who hasn't didn't really show anything in the two years you had him, and Daniel Tice, who... Is somehow going to get back on the Celtics by the end of the year. Yeah, he'll be there on the trade deadline, no doubt. <clears throat> yeah, so didn't like yes, you lost him, but let's be honest, you got to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> so getting Malcolm Brogdon as a six man, uh, fortifying the defensive wing, uh, wing for you guys, and just a great bench piece. I think that's a great addition. And sadly, you couldn't get Gallinari to play this year, but. I mean, you'll have him for years in the next couple of years. Blake Griffin, he shows up five games a year. So. Yeah, you don't. I don't think they need him to do much more. No, he's, he's just. He's just. At, well, let's be honest. Blake yeah. Griffin's ring chasing. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. And they, the Celtics have a little bit, a lot of other stuff to worry about right now than what's going on on the court. Exactly. But. I have them at four too. I agree with everything that Martell and Orlando said. Malcolm Brogdon's kind of that perfect piece they needed that can potentially get them over the hump this year. At four, I got Detroit. Uh, Marvin Bragley, the third, returns for a three-year deal. Also, they signed Kevin Knox from New York. And with their draft picks, I think Detroit has a good chance this year to get into the playoff picture, get into the playing game. I like it. I like that, too. Number four, I had the Cavs. Okay. I think Donovan Mitchell sets them over the top as a true contender in the East. That's all. Yes, they lost some bench depth, but there's still a lot of depth there. You know, you have Okoro, Karis LeVert, Donovan Mitchell, Garland, Chetty Osman. I like what I see. Oh, yeah. Cle- like I said, Cleveland, it's not that I don't like what their team is already doing. It's just in terms of the, the offseason and how we're portraying this, I think there was four teams that did better. So, Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Number three, I got Detroit. So I like how we're all basically on the same page. Mm-hmm. I just like Detroit better because they only had to get rid of Jeremy Grant. and I, th- I love their pieces of Bullion, uh, Bogdanovich, Neurons Noel, I think, and, and Alec Burks. I think they're going to bring great defense off the bench. Jaden Ivey, I think he's a day one starter. And Jalen Duran. He's uh he's gonna be a beast for that second unit. He's gonna get a lot of a lot of playing time, especially with this young Pistons core. This is a very fun team. Kevin Knox, yeah, 
We won't talk about that. <laughs> Posse's not here. Yeah. Well, we can't talk about him, but hey, Kevin Knox is just Kevin Knox. Yeah. I don't really care about Kevin. He sucks. He does suck. Yeah. But <laughs> everyone else that I talked about, they're going to be great. Mm-hmm. Boyan's going to bring that veteran presence that I think this team needs. Cade Cunningham's just going to progress year two. Jaden Ivey, he's in the, going to be the running for rookie of the year. So it's <clears throat> Jalen Duran, depending on how he plays. And like I said, Nerlens Noel, helping with Jalen Duran, especially getting that guy who was basically in the same role their rookie year, but Nerlens Noel didn't really have that veteran center to help him out. Jalen Duran is going to progress very well with that. Yeah. So very excited to see the Pistons, and I do think they're a playing team. And I don't think they're just like a 10 or 9 seed. I think they're like a 7, 8 seed. Wow. Really? The Pistons? Yeah. Interesting. I don't hate it, but I, I just think the East is so stacked and deep. Especially Both conferences year. are very deep now. Yeah. Both, yeah, no, this is a very good NBA, like, going forward. We're gonna Time see we're living yeah. in, yeah. A lot of talent. It's not just all Warriors and all Cleveland. Exactly. It was a couple years ago. <laughs> so I went Philly at three, and I really like their offseason acquisitions in Melton, Harrell, House. But they just didn't get, like, a superstar player, and I rewarded two teams above them that, that kind of did that. So that's the only reason I have them at three. I had the Pistons at three. I like it. Along with the, what you said, Bogdanovich, Alec Burks, a lot of depth. The veteran presence is there. I could see them being, like, a ninth seed, if not, like, even better, making the play-in. Oh, yeah. I, I think Detroit will oh, 1,000%. Lock it in. Put it on a sticky note. Oh, Detroit weird. Pistons are making the playoffs. Wow. Well, I play in playoffs, you know. Technically, the play-ins, the playoffs. That's fine. But sure. I'll lock it in right now. Leroy? My third, I got Chicago. At, they added Gorgon Dragic to their team and Andre Drummond. I like to see Andre Drummond as their second center kind of off the bench to actually help with defense. I think Chicago makes a better run than last year. I can I see for- it. I, I I forgot Drummond went to Chicago. Yeah. I don't hate that. Drummond went to Chicago. Levine guys money. They got Lonzo back. Mm-hmm. Well, Russo's we don't there. we don't know what's going on with Lonzo. Because his like he's not walking right he's now. Not. His knee is no, messed he up. He is not walking. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, so if Lonzo doesn't come back, what – I don't – I mean, Caruso is Caruso. Don't get me wrong. He's a very good defensive player in this league, but he does not bring the offensive versatility that Lonzo brings. Mm-hmm. Now, along with uh, the Drummond pickup, I love it, first of all. It, it broke my heart as a Sixers fan when they traded Drummond for James Harden, but I think Nikola Vucevic is going to keep declining. Like, this is not the version of Nikola Vucevic that we saw – in Orlando. No. Especially... Like he's, he's slowly shifting into a role player rather than, you know, what he once was. He's I not, agree. He's not the all-star that we saw three yeah. years ago. Yeah, he's not the 22-10 and 10 guy yeah. we once saw. The Bulls needed, like, a lot of help off the bench, and I think they got two guys that can really help them. So, I like that. Oh, yeah. And they could so progress Patrick Williams. I think mm-hmm. he's going to progress into something, especially when DeMar DeRozan... Do you think he retires a bull? 
Like I at think this so. Point, yes, I think so. Yeah, I think he he definitely found a new home in Chicago. So, I mean, I would love to see him uh, just stay there for two, three more years, retire, really progress Patrick Williams along, which I think he's going to be very well for them too. So we'll see what happens, but I don't hate that. Go to number two. Jason, who, who do you have number two for the East? Uh, I put Cleveland at two. I think they made the most surprising move of the offseason in getting Donovan Mitchell, and they needed a go-to scorer, and now they got their guy. So that's exactly what they were looking for. I like it. Oh, yeah. I had the Sixers at two. As a Sixers fan, this team lacked bench depth and defense, and I think we made a lot of great moves this offseason. Montrez Harrell, love it. Love it. D'Anthony Melton. We signed we had the G League MVP of last year, if you didn't know. We signed with the Sixers. Like a couple of months back. Who was it? Trevelin Queen. That he was the G League MVP. Cool, I guess. Cool. I, I hate to tell you this, but the Celtics got Tremont Waters a couple years ago and he was G League MVP. And now that man Well that's the Celtics. Yeah. This no, is under Doc Rivers. This is under Doc Rivers. Wow. I should should beat you for that. Should, okay. But I won't. Okay, good. I won't. P.J. Tucker brings that defensive presence. P.J. Tucker. Harden's teammate. P.J. Tucker been around the league so many so many times, man. So? I mean, he br- he brings defense. I'm not going to He does him. bring defense. Yeah. And he brings that defensive mind to the whole team, not just himself. So. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come along with you there. I have the 76ers at two. P.J. Tucker, I think Harrell... I don't think he's going to be as big of an impact as maybe you think and maybe six. Well, listen, it was either him or Paul Reed. <clears throat> I would take my chance of Paul Reed. I'm taking Montrezl Harrell. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I did not hate Paul Reed when I saw him on the court last year. Neither did I. But I didn't hate him. And I on. think now or until, what, three weeks ago, he was stepping into the I'm the guy behind Joel. I'm going to get 15 to 20 minutes. He can still get 15 to 20 minutes, and Harold plays the four. Because P.J., he can play really realistically anywhere, and he's probably going to get more starting Harold minutes. Harold can't really stretch the floor, though, and neither can Paul Reed. So. I mean, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with that. We'll see. But uh, Daniel House hasn't really done anything since Houston, the bubble. And then uh, Anthony Mellon, I think he's going to be a very good piece off the bench. I really he's like He's going to really run your second unit. Uh, had a very, very good year last year with Memphis. A very underrated guard in this league that doesn't get a lot of mention. So he'll get a lot of either love or hate in Philly because that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> I think losing Danny Green is going to be bigger than you think. Uh, yes, Danny Green is not the Danny Green of 2014, 2016, 2018, whatever. But he's still a threat to shoot 40% from three. Danny Green, you know, when he was uh, – during his time with the Sixers, he was that guy that would occasionally give you like eight or nine three pointers mm-hmm. a night. I loved it. Once every three weeks or something. Like yeah, that. he would just he would like just, eight for eleven. He'd be like, "Hey, remember, I'm still here." Yeah, <laughs> eight for eleven. Yeah. So, I think that's going to be bigger than you think, especially now that you don't have Seth Curry, you don't have Danny Green. Is can DeAnthony Melton replace that production? I don't think so. I think DeAnthony Melton's a very good player. But he's not going to be shooting threes like that. Tyrese Maxey, he could. James Harden, he has the potential still. But it's going to be interesting to see how Harden plays this year. 
And, and I think that's why they brought in Daniel House to see, okay, well, he can shoot threes, but Daniel House is not shooting threes like Danny Green. No. No. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Like, when the Sixers have had really good teams, and they have had it because of Embiid in the past, but, like, they've always had that knockdown shooter next to him, whether that was J.J. Redick, Bellinelli, Danny Green, or Seth Curry. Bellinelli. Yeah. Oh, Bell- my gosh. The confetti game, man. This was it game line. six against the Celtics. His foot was on the line. Yeah. Oh, man. It was rough. But, I mean, the Sixers just need their bench to produce. They haven't gotten that in the playoffs That's the past couple need. years. That's what killed them. We and have. now they have players that can do that. So, Yeah, for two, I got Philly, too. Same reasons. Who was your number one? Atlanta. Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta. That, was oh, yeah. that was mine, too. That was mine. Yep. Yeah, Atlanta had by far... I had the best offseason. I would say probably the best offseason in the whole NBA. I had two for it. Uh, <clears throat> I had two number ones. I picked Atlanta and Brooklyn. Brooklyn improved their bench so much this year. They needed some role players. They, they re-signed <laughs> a lot of guys. Their only key acquisition was TJ Warren, which I do like. I, I mean, I don't know if that's number one. I don't know if it's number one. But, but Leroy and I share a bond as Brooklyn <laughs> Nets fans, so... Get used to it. Okay. <laughs> Are you excited? For, are you going to watch any of tonight's preseason game? Just to see Ben Simmons, see how he looks? Uh, depends on what time the game's at. Yeah. Because yeah. Sunday night or Monday night football yeah. is, of course. You know, is on. Of course. But if it's on at like 7, yeah, I'll put it on. I'll see how Simmons plays. Number 10. Hopefully he'll want to play basketball this year. I'm sure he will. Um, going to the Hawks, though. Uh, DeJounte Murray, obviously the biggest name there. They did lose a lot of pieces, but I don't think they were pieces that would have really helped them. Uh, DeLon Wright, Kevin Knox, Gorgie Jang. The only one that really would have, in my opinion, was Kevin Herter. Danilo Gallinari didn't really, like, he had a role, but he was going to lose that role this year anyway. Very streaky shooter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Kevin Herter, again, the only real piece they lost, but you get A.J. Griffin in the draft, which I think will replace Danilo Gallinari. You get the Jonathan Murray, so basically eliminates Kevin Herter. And you get guys like Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, Frank the Tank, Mo Harkless, he's there for defense. This is going to be a very different team from last year, and I'm very excited to see what they do. Yeah. The one thing that was missing from the Hawks, you know, they needed that other primary ball handler that could bring a defensive presence, and DeJounte Murray is exactly what they need. Oh, yeah. And I think, in terms of the Kevin Herter loss, yes, it will hurt them because he was a very good shooter and he was a big body. I think, I think we'll see DeAndre Hunter take that next step up. Mm-hmm. I think it's that time because the minutes are there for him, essentially. And yeah, it'll be great to see. <coughs> I love it. I mean, they've been looking for a defensive-minded wing or shooting guard to pair with Trey Young, and now they got that. So I think that fit is a lot better than like a Kevin Herter or Bogdanovich would provide. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Go to the West. Uh, the team with, in my opinion, the fifth best off season, and there wasn't really much in the West. I got to be honest, it was Not a lot much. tougher for the East than the West. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, in my opinion. I got Christian Wood. You got JaVale McGee. I love the Jaden Hardy pick mm-hmm. in the in the draft. 
Yes, you lose Jalen Brunson, but I think they have a guy in Spencer Dinwiddie that can easily replace his production. So I like the Christian Wood pick a lot. Yeah. Now, there has been reports that Christian Wood is going to come off the bench. Behind Dwight Powell? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. or, or JaVale. Oh, or JaVale. Right. So I don't know not, if I could Definitely not JaVale. He's like 35. I'm sorry. I don't know if I agree with that, but, I mean, come Christian on. Wood, I think at some point, will be the everyday starter there. So... Without a doubt. Yeah. I don't think we have to worry too much about that report. At five, hear me out. This team did not get better for this season, but long-term I think this brightens up their future a lot, and it's the Utah Jazz. They got nine-plus first-round picks coming in from their trades with Gobert and Mitchell. That is true. I like like, that pick. I didn't think of that. Like, they're not going to be good this year, clearly, but this gives them a chance to – potentially get a generational talent in the draft, which is not something that Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert is. They're not generational talents that can be the guy on championship teams. I like it. I did not think of that. I didn't yeah, I wasn't really thinking about that either. I ca- well I kinda thought about it with OKC, mm-hmm. but I didn't really think about it with Utah. I just thought, oh well Utah is tanking. But yeah. I like where you went there. Thanks. I had the Mavericks at five as well. Okay. Loved the Christian Wood acquisition. Yes, they lost Brunson, but basically, you talked about it. Yeah. I had the Lakers at five. I like that. Mm-hmm. I had the Lakers actually a little bit later in this list. I mm-hmm. did too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about that. But what's your reasoning for five? I just feel like they got some good players this year in this free agency, but the way the starting lineup looks. They need to change it. I really don't think Westbrook should be in there right now. No. I And I agree. I, as much as I am a Westbrook fan, I always respect what Westbrook did to the NBA and basically what he did to the league. He should not be starting right now. And honestly, he probably is done after what I saw last year. I think Westbrook will have a better year than he did last year. I hope he has a better year. I think he will. I, I will not sit here and just call him the MVP like he just has year. to understand <laughs> that he is not a shooter. Yeah, he's just, he's not a shooter. Anymore. Now if he if he just sticks to like playmaking and focuses more on defense than shooting the ball, they'll have a good year. Yeah, or just layups. You can drive, Russell. <laughs> I'm still driving. Yeah. Everyone everyone said five six years ago that his athleticism would be the downfall. Once his athleticism is gone, he won't be able to play basketball. Obviously, it's not his athleticism. It's just his shooting. I think it, I think it was his shooting. I think it's his eyes. I think he needs laser eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is tough, though, in this league and, like, during this time. I mean, he's, what, like 6'5", 6'4", 6'4"? I mean, it's tough to not be able to shoot as a guard in this yeah. league. Like, with just he, the way things are. With his athleticism, he can still drive on anybody. True. But this isn't, like, MVP Russell Westbrook no. athleticism. Yeah. So, no. it's like, Yeah. We'll we'll talk about the more in depth a little bit later. Mm-hmm. For fourth, um, you're gonna have to hear me out on this one. I had the LA Clippers. Now I was really debating putting them on this list. Yeah, so I actually put them. On they the only list. had one key addition. That was John Wall. Mm-hmm. It's the potential of having John Wall, a healthy Paul George who missed 51 games last year, and a healthy Kawhi Leonard who missed the whole season. Plus, you bring back pretty much everyone: Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Ivaka Zubak. I mean. Just to name a few, Serge Ibaka. Covington. Covington. Robert Covington. Batum. Yeah. Norman mm-hmm. Powell. 
just a very deep team. Yeah, they it did what they had to do. Team. They didn't have acquire much, but I think the John Wall acquisition, if he pans out, man, this is a scary team. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. They still got Tyloo. Tyloo. <laughs> I put the Clippers at four too. I like it. Great minds think alike. I had the Kings at four. Uh, I like what they did with Malik Monk and Kevin Herter, and then Keegan Murray was summer league MVP. So, brighter times in Sacramento. But I still don't trust them to really do anything. I had the Kings at six, just because I, I just it's the Kings. I feel like it's they hard. got these solid players, but they're just not like they go to Sacramento and then their careers just that, that's, fizzle that's out. That's the thing. It's like I want to like I want to see them progress. But they won't mm-hmm. just because it's Sacramento. They've we've done this for twenty years now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's sad. <laughs> I had the Nuggets at four. I really like the Bruce Brown acquisition after the way he performed in the playoffs. I like KCP. They're getting a lot of guys back. This Denver will be the best team in the West this year. I to go off of what you're saying. It's not that I didn't like their acquisitions. I just thought they had better acquisitions that they lost than gained. Really? Monte Morris, I think, is better than KCP or Bruce Brown. Um, who else did they lose? It was um, Gary Harris? No. Well, they traded him away. That was a, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Who, who else was it? Because I was looking Will at Barton. Who? Will Barton. Will yeah. Barton, again, I think he's better than KCP. That's or, true. So... I couldn't put them on this list just because, yes, they got a lot of pieces, but they basically just, like, kind of rebuilt their bench instead of doing anything else. And I think their bench was better before than after. Going to three, I have the Houston Rockets. Yes, you traded away Christian Wood. You bought out John Wall. But this is a youth movement in Houston. This is what we expected. I love Jabari Smith Jr., I love Tari Eason. I think Ty Ty Washington's going to be great next to KPJ mm-hmm. and Jalen Green. This is a very fun young team to watch. I think they could possibly sneak into the play-in. Not too sure, depending on how they play. But this is going to be a very fun team to watch. Yeah, definitely fun. I have the Nuggets at three. And Martel, I like your, your point about the Nuggets because I was going to have them higher. But they did just kind of retool their bench. But they do also have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back. So that's why I have them at three. That's fair. I have the Clippers at three. Uh, Nuggets. Uh, two, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. I did too. Mm. Same. And, again, you brought in a lot of guys, and, yes, you have to retool your, your starting lineup. But I think Darvin Ham was definitely the best coaching hire of this offseason. Patrick Beverly is going to bring defense to this team. And so is Lonnie Walker, Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown Jr., and Juan Toscano Anderson. These guys are all going to bring defense, something the Lakers did not have last year. Plus, LeBron and AD are still there. Yeah. AD is going to come back healthy. Hopefully. The Lakers had a very, very good offseason. And look, guess what? LeBron James in year 20, he's still going to produce. I don't yes. care that it's year 20. He's still going to put up above 20 points a game, above seven rebounds, and above seven assists. If at minimum, if he gives you twenty seven and seven, that's still a fantastic year for LeBron. Yeah, definitely. I agree a hundred percent. I love what the Lakers did. Kind of did the youth movement, which is the complete opposite of the year before. They just brought in all vets, and these young guys are going to defend, and it's exactly what they need. 
for two. There was no changes on this team. I just love how they combine together. I have Memphis S2. They will come together this year like they did last year, mm-hmm. have a better year. A lot of players coming back. They know what to expect now. Yeah. The The only thing I couldn't do about Memphis is that they lost. They had to give up DeAnthony Mellon. Yeah. And then they did lose Kyle Anderson, which I don't think Kyle Anderson's much anyway. I think he does. It is a missing piece of defense on their bench for the second unit, or he did do defense in the last closing minutes of the fourth quarter sometimes. But I think they have the guys to replace him. Zaire Williams, uh, Desmond Bain. I think they can replace what he did. Mm-hmm. Plus, they can actually shoot the ball. And I don't know what he does. He kind of like pushes it. So give a little chest pass to the rim. That's yeah. what he does. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Kyle Anderson, I have his team as my number, number one team for the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think everybody does. I think everybody has that yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, getting Rudy Gobert, all t- defensive beast, added to this team who didn't have much paint defense. Yeah, there's not much else you could say about the Timberwolves. They did what they needed to do to go from making the playoffs to West contender. Yeah, Kyle Anderson, Brent Forbes. Eric Pascal. And even Josh Minot, uh, twenty the their draft pick in twenty twenty two. I like I like, I like him. I think he's gonna progress very well off this off the bench unit. So I mean we'll see what they do. Everyone has them high. Everyone's high in the Minnesota Timberwolves, first time since Kevin Garnett, <laughs> yeah. Sam Cassell. The Latrell Spreewell. So Hostie's man. Hostie's guy. You know what's funny? I saw the Knicks on this list when I was like looking up, like most approved teams. I saw Knicks. I was like, That's I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, they got Jalen Brunson and Hartenstein, but you know why? That doesn't that doesn't do much? You know why I, ha- I hate it? Because they couldn't beat a team of plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we come back, Reggie, Stephen, and I will be talking about some college football games of the weekend and the top twenty-five rankings. This is the Letterman here, 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked. Bobby Blitz from Overkill, and you're listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Hazleton's Hearts Metal. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. I'll take best college radio stations for 3000 please. All right, here's the clue. This 2018 Weekender Reader's Choice Best College Radio Station has been serving Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Hazleton for over 45 years, playing the best in alternative metal, hip-hop, EDM, and more. Uh, what is WCLH 90.7 FM? Correct. Be sure to keep it locked right here on 90.7 FM. 
Welcome back to the Waterman here on 9.7 WCLH. Hello? What's going on? I think that's you. Oh, wait, that's me. God, I'm unprofessional. I'm so sorry. That's how Reggie. I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> my computer's muted. Reggie's computer's muted. But no, it's, it's this guy over here. It's a big guy in charge, man. My Unbelievable. Bad. Uh, joined here by Steven, Reg. We're going to talk about some college football games this weekend. I would like to talk about some of the Blue Bloods to start this show off. Not, uh, we'll, we'll get to Kentucky in a second, but UCLA. 5-0. and oh, Hey, what a hey. game from UCLA. Just a gutsy performance by their offense. It right. was. It, it, it really was. And by their defense. I mean, they put up 17 and 14 in the second and third quarter, and their defense showed up big in the fourth when they needed them most. So, yeah, and that was a blowout before the fourth, too. They yeah. were winning 40 to... 40 to 16 40 to heading 16. into the fourth. Uh, you know, Washington, they tried to mount a comeback, and, you know, they were close, but that UCLA defense, they held strong in the end there. They didn't let up. I mean, they let up 16 points in the fourth, but... They didn't let up any more, um, picked up where the offense couldn't get any more points on the board. But, yeah, great game from UCLA. Um, I did have Washington here, unfortunately, but, you know, I, I didn't expect UCLA to, pl- to play such a good game, honestly. And yeah. uh, now they're ranked number 18, which <laughs> deserved, deserved, yeah. deserves we'll, ranking. We'll get the rankings later on in the segment, but uh, moving on, to the, I mean, Kansas football. Hey. Wow. Hey. That's that's gutsy. Let's get the respect on their name, huh? I want to. I, I don't know if this is true. I want to say five and zero for the first time in program history. Two thousand seven, I think they said. Since two thousand seven, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'll look that up for you though, real quick. Because two thousand seven, they also went like ten and two, out of after going like three and nine, three and nine, whatever. Two thousand nine, they were five and zero. Really, first five and zero start since two thousand nine. Good for them. I'm very happy for Kansas. And you know what? They deserve what is coming this, this mm-hmm. Saturday. They deserved it last week. But they get college game day mm-hmm. as they hey. host TCU this upcoming weekend. Yeah. And man, I am very excited hey, for what that. a game that's going to be. And I know you said we're going to get to the to the rankings, but that's that's a ranked matchup now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. At 17 TCU, yep. 19 Kansas. I Kansas mean, that's going to be a huge game. I didn't even look at the rankings. Yes, yet. Kansas is yeah, 19. Um, finally. They should have been ranked last week. They finally got the ranking this week. Thank God Florida State. I, I don't even have to check the rankings. I know that Florida State is not ranked. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are out. <laughs> they are out. So, very, very excited for Kansas football. Probably the most excited anyone in the Midwest has been for them in the last decade. <laughs> so, <laughs> football. At least football-wise. But, yeah. Uh, sadly, though, Kentucky took the loss. Uh, 22-19. That was a tough loss. And, hey, I, I, I would say that Will Levis played a fairly good game. I think he did. Um, I, I've, I've been seeing on social media about this this no-call targeting. I, I didn't see the game, um, but I did see uh, the replay of that. What, what do you think? What do you think should have been the call there? Do you think it was a good call or do you think it was a bad call? It was targeted. Yeah. I don't know. It was targeted. No, nah, it, 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 it looks like targeting. I mean... I, I also... That it was not the the end all be all call because late in the fourth they did get the, the game winning touchdown, mm-hmm. but I want to say it was a holding call on the all, offensive line, so yeah. they had to come back, and the next play strip sack to end the game. I mean, two plays in a row where the O line just blunders. 
And they go from winning the game to now going back home to Lexington with their first loss of the season. You just can't have those moments. No, you, can't. you really can't. And look, I don't think Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky played bad enough to say that they lost the game just based off how badly the mistakes they made were. I thought that I thought Ole Miss played a good football game. I thought yeah. Ole Miss looked like they prepared all week and they came out there with a mission and they they executed. They did what they were supposed to do on both on all three phases of the football. Honestly, between specs, offense, and defense, I thought Ole Miss came to play and they they played a good game. It was a good game overall. I think. I think so too, especially when you consider that it was twenty two nineteen the final score mm-hmm. going into the fourth quarter. Yep. So you know through all three of the the of those quarters, it, Ole Miss played great. Yeah. And so did Kentucky. Yeah. But it, it is it is super unfortunate, and I do think that. In this situation, in the fourth quarter, I think Kentucky had Ole Miss on the ropes, and they just lost. Yep. Kentucky lost the game for themselves, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They they play themselves out of a win. They really and they did. It happens to a lot of teams every year, and this this time, I wouldn't again. I wouldn't necessarily say Ole Miss played a good game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they played of a course. good game. They did, but I wouldn't necessarily say Ole Miss played to win in that. In the last, in, in the, the second, last quarter, in the second half, yeah. they did not play to win. No, in the fourth quarter, they were up fourteen nothing in the first quarter. And everyone th- oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about another team that was up 14 nothing. But <laughs> I know you're very excited to talk about them. Who isn't? Be Who quiet. Isn't? Be quiet over there. Got the Jason Kelsey jersey on today. I love it. That's an offensive lineman jersey, yeah, too. Dude. Makes Underrated. it so much better. Underrated. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they went up 14 nothing very early in the game. And then I didn't see anything from their offense after that. No. Nothing. Then they give credit to Kentucky defense. And this is this is what I was talking about. Their defense shows up. Now, their offense has got to be more consistent. And again, another ranked opponent on the road, and they're going to be seeing this a lot for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, but again, and I said it. We said it Friday. And I'm going to say it again. Now they know how to lose. They've been in this situation. They know how to lose. Now they know what to clean up. Kentucky's still going to be very scary. I don't think I I, I'll follow that. I think Kentucky is a very good football team. But I think this the way that this game turned out kind of proved to me, at least, that I don't think that at least this year they're not going to be able to compete with the Alabamas or the Georgias of the SEC. I mean, maybe Georgia after the way they've looked. But, yeah, let's talk about Georgia. But I, I just think that Alabama and Georgia are still on another level than all those teams. Let's talk about Georgia. Yeah, let's talk about because him. Reggie over there stressing about Georgia Missouri on Saturday. That was a very fun sight to see as Missouri just kept. By the way, props to the kicker. Yeah, yeah. The agreed. Kicker. Agreed. He made a fifty-two yard field goal, and I want to say he made a fifty-six or fifty-eight yard field goal against the win. Yeah, the announcers were saying against the win. Five field goals in that game, yeah. plus mm. the extra point. Yes, um, defensive game. Yeah, it was. Missouri I mean, I, did what they had to do to win the game, mm-hmm. and Missouri played a great football game. I think Georgia played a horrific football game. Yes, agreed. agreed. And Georgia was Georgia won the game because it's Georgia. In the end of it, they have more talent than yeah. Missouri does. And their their red zone offense until the fourth quarter was absolutely mm-hmm. horrendous, abysmal, non-existent, awful. They they should not have won this game. Missouri played a perfect game. Until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Until the I think last ten minutes of the The only quarter. thing Missouri could have done better is 
convert a little bit more on those third downs. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the only that, honestly that's the only bad thing that Missouri yeah. did during this game. They got too fancy. If they get they did they really did. They if stopped, they stuck yeah. to the book, you know, if if they got a couple more of those, you know, even one more touchdown. Yeah, that's been fine. That's a win. Yeah, that's a win. You know, and for Missouri. I understand you're two and three, you're zero and two in your conference, but I think this is a great game for them. I think this is a great morale booster for them. Um, and for Georgia, I mean, you, just you get the back. comeback win, but yeah. you got to play better next week. That's you know, you're still man. five and zero. Oh, Whoever still ranked number two. Who do they play next week? Uh, I will check on that for you. Stetson Bennett, no touchdowns against Miz- Mizu. Come on, can't agree. Can't expect to have success. Georgia when... is home against Auburn. Auburn, watch out. Yeah, That's a trap so. game. That's a trap game for sure. I don't know. I think I it is. I think here's the thing about Auburn, right? I think, the, think the way they face Mizzou, they're now at home. He gets pissed off. They're pissed off. I'm not saying that Georgia will lose this game. I think that I think they will win. But what I'm saying is Auburn is always one of those sneaky yeah. good teams. So if they come out and they and they think, oh well, you know, we won last week. We can do the same against Auburn. You, they just got to be careful. They do have to bring that Agreed. energy. They have to bring that anger, or else they could be surprised and get in another situation like this. Yep. I just don't see that happening. I think they're going to come out very pissed. Me too. Off. I, thi- I, I think I think they're going to win, but here. they have to make sure they they keep that good. At, they if they come out like they did up. against Mizzou, I think Auburn will beat them by two touchdowns. To be honest with you, if they played like they did on Saturday, because I just think Auburn is better than Mizzou. Yeah. Yeah, so we can all agree on that. The way that they played on Saturday, when they go and face Auburn, I I think Auburn beats them soundly. We do have a new number one. We'll get to them right now. As Alabama takes care of Arkansas, Walter Lewis Lewis Jr., I don't know what you were thinking. Come on, Walt. Where are you, Walt? (laughs) Well, he's in class right now. Uh, (laughs) Academic weapon. Academic weapon, yes. But... (laughs) The very poor choice taking or betting against Nick Saban, but you know, it's, uh, some people got to learn the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> Walter broke the cardinal rule. Now I will say this: Arkansas fought valiantly. They did to go down twenty-eight nothing. You know, everyone's like, "Okay, this is a typical Alabama game." For them to fight back to go to bring it to twenty to twenty-three at some point in the third quarter, that's. Again, I give them props for that. Yeah, I agree. Arkansas, Arkansas really gave it their best effort um, coming out of halftime. You know, they scored 16, 16 points in the third. Alabama didn't score mm-hmm. anything. Um, yeah, I, I, you do have to give them credit for that, but I don't know. They, 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 they really sold in this game. Yeah. I think they could have played a lot better, um, especially coming out of last week. I, I think they could have played a lot better. But, mm-hmm. You know. It's Alabama at the end of the day. You take a loss to Alabama. Now, the thing that's going to hurt Alabama, we, we got to keep track of this going forward, is the Bryce Young injury. Yes. He had the injury in his throwing shoulder. Uh, was it first or second quarter? We'll I say. believe it was right before half. Yeah, it was like I think the drive before they went into the locker room. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the drive of going into the locker room, he's rolling out to the right, gets hit. As he's falling, he decides to throw the ball. Tweaks his right shoulder. He, I mean, he looked like he was in good sport, spirits on the sideline. They had him obviously sit the rest of the game. And that almost looked like trouble. 
until the fourth quarter happens. Alabama handled business in the fourth, as they do. So, And here's what I'll say real quick. The reason that I think Alabama is such a legit elite football program is because your Heisman winner goes down like that. Okay. Your second string comes in and finishes off for you. That's why they're so hard to compete with because I think that probably, I don't know them, the three quarterbacks that Alabama has on their roster are probably better than a lot of other starting quarterbacks in the top 25 poll that I'm looking at right now, to be honest with you. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, and, and, and I want to point out that that's a good way to bring a parallel between – let's go back to that Texas game. It's it's when you take Texas and you saw their starting quarterback went out, mm-hmm. their backup couldn't get the job. Exactly. You know, if that happens, Alabama, if that happens Alabama in that game, it's yeah. it's still Alabama, right? Yeah. So – that's that's a really important thing to point mm. out that you know even with this Alabama's still you know Alabama's fine yeah they're, they're gonna like, be I fine don't think it, it, hurt it also helped that Joshua Gibbs I think his name's Joshua I could be mistaken but the QB uh, the running back is only the sixth Alabama running back all time to get 200 plus yards in a single game yep so uh, it gets put into some pretty good category with uh, Derrick Henry Mark Ingram. Um, oh my God! I'm forgetting the guy's name. Um, Najee Harris, the guy in the '90s. <laughs> Any Alabama name. running back. Yeah. The only the only thing to worry is they do have Texas A&M next week. Um, Texas worried. A&M doesn't look that. I mean, it's Texas A&M. They're three and two, but you know we saw what happened last year. I think I think Alabama will definitely handle business against A&M this year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it is something to look out for, especially if Bryce Young's not on the field. I want to talk about one more thing before we get into the rankings here. Or actually, two more things. Uh, one, Coastal Carolina, you know, it's, they won the game, last second touchdown. But I the way that. they won the, the last second touchdown was incredible. Running back takes a, a halfback run up the middle, jumps over the yes. safety. Mm-hmm. With Keep in mind, Coastal Carolina, 20 seconds left, no timeouts. Yeah. Middle of the field. If he gets tackled, you, clock's going to run. You're we done. don't know what's going to happen. And he's getting yelled at in film the next day. Oh, my God. <sighs> Jumps over the safety, <laughs> runs into the end zone. Yeah, what a play, but what it's a play. Probably what the, a play. Probably the craziest game-winning touchdown. I've One of the craziest touch, touchdowns just because of how how much was on the line for Coastal Carolina. I think for them to stay undefeated. Yes. For them yeah. to stay undefeated against a rival. No timeouts, 20 seconds left, and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to hurl. Impressive play. No one else in the world would have thought to do that other than that guy. So props to him. Props to Coastal Carolina staying undefeated. Yeah, I mean, look, if you, I, I mean, it, he was the only guy right in front of him. Yeah. So he, he was, was all he had to beat. And for that running back, you have to make a decision, right? And he, and he wasn't. I mean, I guess he was fairly close to silent, but he wa- really wasn't close. No, he was. Yeah, not, he, was, so he, was like, he was in he the was middle between, of the field. Yeah. I would say he was so, between the hash and the, and the numbers. Right. So. so his his choices were juke, try to power through him, or in this case, just jump over. <laughs> Come you on. know, Seriously. and 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 if you have that confidence in yourself and you know what you're good at and what you're not, I mean, he made a great play, mm-hmm. and in the uh, in the position he was in. The position on the field, he made a great play, and it worked out. At the time of the moment, yeah, he did what he had to do. He's yeah. him. I, some would say that he is him. I, I would agree. I wonder. I wonder what his grades are like. I wonder if he's yeah. an academic weapon. You know, he's we an don't academic know. Weapon. I would say completes the package. I would think he's an academic weapon. Academic yeah. Weapon. I mean, also, I don't know if I would say he's an academic weapon because it is Coastal Carolina, and that's 
obviously a notorious he did it, so it's amazing. But I don't know if that's the smartest decision to make in Ac- that uh, <laughs> academic academic <laughs> weapon yeah. weapon for sure academic. Yeah, we don't know no, about no, the no. academic. We don't know, especially don't since Coastal Carolina is a party school. Yes, it's a very well known party school. Mm-hmm. Um, weapon, yes, for sure, definitely a weapon, definitely weapon, An athletic weapon. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> One more game to talk about before we get into the rankings. I want to talk about the NC State Clemson game. Man, did Clemson look fired up going yes. into Told you, man. Oh, yeah, no. And Listen, we agreed. Yeah, I know. We agreed. Yeah, I, 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 had Clemson, I had Clemson in this one as well. DJ Uga Uga. Ukulele. Ukulele. <laughs> How do you say his name? DJ. I just call him Ukulele. No, you, said, you said it last week. You were saying it. No, I didn't. That was Zach. Oh. Zach said he knew how to say Uga, it. Uga, Uga <laughs> Booga. That's what we'll say. <laughs> He's just DJ, man. Sorry, DJ. Ukulele? That's what ever, I think if, it is. If you ever come across this DJ, we're very sorry. <laughs> sorry. He won't, but... You never know. Okay. Hopefully he does. Come on, on the show, DJ. We're on Spotify now. Yeah, you can call in whenever you'd like if you want to correct us, DJ. Actually, they can't because the phones here don't work. Oh, never mind. You can't call in. You it's can call my cell, though. You could call my cell. You want to go ahead and give it out there? <laughs> yeah, that is... Great phone number. Thank you. No problem. Right? You guys can give me a call whenever you want to. <laughs> I will. I know you will. <laughs> so Clemson. Clemson was a pretty just, I wouldn't say dominant, but a pretty. Complete game, I'd say. Yeah. I think that's the most complete game I've watched them play. All year. From, oh, yeah, like I sure. said, when we were talking about Ole Miss, from defense to offense to specs, I thought it all kind of clicked for them on Saturday, Clemson. I agree. I mean, I know the score obviously doesn't say that, but it's still the 10th best team in the country that they beat. So I think, yeah, I thought it was the most complete game I've seen the Tigers play all year. I agree. Especially for uh, DJ, he, he was conservative. Yeah, uh, conservative with this. I, I say conservative, but I mean I mean safe, right? He made good decisions. Um, he didn't throw any super dangerous mm. passes. Um, he did have you know one touchdown. He did have two rushing touchdowns. So he he played the game well. Yep. Um, he didn't make any big mistakes, and that's what you have to do uh, against a top ten team like NC State. And you know, like we said, it's it was thirty to twenty. So yeah. NC State played well. You know, mm-hmm. they Can't they didn't play bad. But you know, Leary played okay. But you know, he did have the pick. You know, DJ yep. didn't. So at the end of the day, Clemson they just looked a lot. They looked good. They, yeah. looked, they looked good on offense, and you know, they they held their stance on defense as well. Came they were the, the better turnover. team, and they played like it. I think. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. But hey, credit to NC State. They did put up a fairly good fight. What are you going crazy about over there in the back? What's going on? I'm looking at the rankings. But again, first time I'm looking at the rankings. I kind of do like a live reaction on the show. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know. I kind of like think like if you get my like honest reaction instead of like me looking at it before. I don't know. I think it's better. But um, I'm looking at uh, the number 22 spot right there. Syracuse? Yeah. What, what is that? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. What is- I, I looked at these earlier. Um, you know, you guys know me. I always got my document ready. Got my couple notes here. So, yeah. Where, where Syracuse? Why? What has Syracuse done? Who did they play they, last week? They beat Wagner 59 Oh, oh yeah. Let's go. Wagner. Woo. Let me tell you guys something about a little Wagner college. Everyone gets recruited to Wagner. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. We, everyone gets looked at. Let's be honest. I guarantee if we asked everyone on the football team, I would say 70% will say that they got returned. At least a text message. At least 70%. 
either saw the coach, got a text message, or got an email. Yep. Actually, no. We'll, we'll throw that up to 90%. Yeah. So, congrats to Syracuse. You beat Wagner 59 nothing. Why are they ranked? I don't care that they're 5-0. and I don't care that they're in the ACC. This is Syracuse we're talking about. I agree. Who have they faced? I agree. I'm not disagreeing at all. Who have they faced? Uh, UConn? UConn. Purdue? They beat Purdue. That's, that's a fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. probably their best win. That's fair. But I don't, Louisville? Think, I don't think they deserve the ranking, honestly. Well, Who would you put over them, though, is the question here. Who would I put over yeah. them? Over Cuse? Um, I'm not saying that I disagree and don't and think that they should be ranked, but... I'm kind of curious to hear who you guys would think is better. Out of the people not ranked, yeah. I would put Washington State. I would put Baylor. I would, mm-hmm. By the way, Baylor is getting knocked out. It's incredible. I would right, right. I would st- I, I, I'd still put A and M on there. And hey, where's the Georgia Tech love? Yeah. They came up with the upset against Pittsburgh. I like how we said. I don't. See, we <laughs> did. We said we, we said were last talk week. Georgia Tech Pittsburgh because we thought Pittsburgh was going to roll over them, it's and then Georgia Tech does that to us. Right. But and there, what does why does Syracuse deserve a rank? I still put over Arkansas Georgia over Tech. Them. I still put Florida over them. I'll put Syracuse over Florida State. <laughs> I'll put James Madison over them. I'll, put Mar- I'll give it to Coastal Carolina. All right. Fair, I guess. Look, I, I just yeah. I agree, though. I don't understand how they're up there. Yeah. I, George, I'm not saying like, I disagree. Like Georgia, I said, I was just curious Georgia to Tech know. should certainly be up there. Yeah, um, I can see that. I mean, they get a bye week, so they're going to be ranked for two weeks. Congratulations, yeah. Syracuse. And then, and, then you face, Syracuse. and then they face NC State and Clemson back-to-back weeks. And they're going to get blown out. Shout out NC State, the Wolfpack. They're going nice to mascot. lose. You know what though? If Syracuse somehow beats one of those two teams, oh my god! I'll apologize. We're going crazy. We will apologize. apologize. Uh, yeah, uh, we will formally apologize. Sta- I will. I will write a formal statement. <laughs> yeah. All right, address it to the University of Syracuse. Yep. But until then, why? Why are you? Why are you here? Again, LSU. <laughs> and I will write LSU. My... Whatever. LSU's fine. Yeah, Mississippi State. SEC Mississippi they, State you know. deserves it. Yeah. They had a big win. No, yeah. No, Mississippi State. They definitely deserve it. Again, why is why Taylor... is Syracuse above Mississippi State? Why is why are they above Cincinnati? Why are they above LSU? It's... I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It and doesn't then, make any sense that Syracuse is there and Georgia Tech isn't. Baylor dropping to I guess twenty seventh in the in the AP. Why? I right. What like I like what did they Texas A&M I mean, dropped the two, I Texas guess, A&M is not even they're receiving three votes after last week's loss to Mississippi State. It was very interesting these rankings this week, to be honest I just, with you. I, like yeah. some of it I get some of it I love and some of it I just it's just confusing. It's, it's just like what? It's really I mean, confusing. The, we'll get to the it, top it really ten is. here. Penn State finally gets their top ten. Good I don't know State. if I would move them up. After no, last week's uh, win. Here's the thing. I, I I suppose you could get them up to one because Kentucky lost, NC State lost. Mm. I mean, not one. I'm sorry. I suppose you can get them up to ten. Yeah. From moving up one, but there's no way they go higher than that. no. Especially, I, oh, you can't. There's, the they're not a better team than one through nine. In no, no way are they a close. better team. I mean, they only put up 17 against Northwestern. I wouldn't even. <laughs> yeah. say, I wouldn't even say they're a better team than Kentucky. Kentucky does not deserve the good. Well, out. since they, I guess since I, it's they just won, the four and one. I Kentucky guess lost. I don't think Kentucky has that respect in college football yet to just be like, oh, but they will. Right, at they least, at least this year they don't. They no, that's what I'm saying. But hey, somebody who is finally getting the respect, Kansas. Oh yes, Kansas. finally, finally there. TCU is ranked. UCLA is ranked. 
Yeah, shout out to TCU, man. Yeah, what, a, what, a win. Listen, what a win. What a win. Listen, we need North Carolina to get into these top 10 rank, top 25 rankings. And I think that will be the first time the the Blue Bloods of basketball will all be ranked in football. Yeah. No, is, that, is that, that, that might. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah, no, no Duke's not Duke right, yeah. Duke No, Duke, 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 Duke. They're undefeated, though, aren't they? We're five and one. No, because they lost to Kansas, no. so they're four. And oh one. yeah, they did lose Kansas. Yeah, you're right. Are they receiving votes? Got Kansas though. Got Kansas. Though. Duke yeah. is not receiving votes. It's looking like hey, March Madness. you know what? Kansas is just better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a better university all around, I guess. I mean, I guess, I guess other. So. I guess other than Syracuse. I think it's a fine list besides Syracuse. It's a good list. Yeah, Washington. Uh, yeah, they go down. They get below, as long as they're below UCLA, that makes sense. I agree. Again, as long as Kentucky's below Ole Miss, NC State's below Clemson, but we knew that was going to be. After watching. i got to be honest, Clemson should be above Michigan, in my opinion. No, they, you can't yet. They, you can't? No. But you I can't think, do it yet. I think the way that Michigan played at Iowa versus how Clemson Kind of took care of NC nah, State. No, Michigan, Michigan, the score, the score, I watched the full highlights of the game. The score does not represent what No, okay. Michigan did dominate them for the most part of the game. The defense was phenomenal because I was, I was watching it, and that stadium was bumping. For the defense to be able to go in there, I think they shut them out in the first quarter. I'm pretty sure Michigan shut them out. In the first, ha- the first three quarters, Michigan shut them out. At the end of three, the score looks like it was, what was it, 20 nothing. So the defense was there. I'm pretty sure Blake Corm had another great game for us. He's been rushing for, he has 611 rushing yards right now. The, over the last, he rushed for 133 this week on 29 attempts. And last week he rushed for like 250. So I think, I, I don't think you could put Clemson above them yet. I could see what you're saying, but I, I think agree. it's just Michigan's five and zero, Clemson's five and zero. Michigan won the Big Ten last year. Clemson sold, why so I guess you can't do it yet. In my eyes, why is Florida State receiving votes? Stop. I agree. Because if if they get back into the top twenty five next week, I'm going to be angry again. The only thing that makes this uh, list I'm happy with. The Oklahoma Sooners should be as far away from the top 25 as possible after watching that. That was pathetic. That, that, was, that, was, not that was a pathetic and Disgusting. There are seven teams that were unranked last week that are on this list. Uh-huh. Brett Venables, yeah. I guess we could see now that it was really Lincoln Riley that made that magic happen because that was embarrassing. It was. Well, it, they're, it was all, they're only receiving two votes. Purdue and Oklahoma are receiving the same amount of votes. Yeah. That what just, a day. That just shows you what's going on. What a day. I can't believe Syracuse got that many votes. <laughs> it's crazy, I just don't get it. I mean, whatever. And also, hey, shout out to Oklahoma State Cowboys. Handled business in Baylor. They did. They My did handle very good business. lock of the week. That was Ranked a lock number of the week, seven. wasn't it? It was. It was. Oklahoma State, again, they're coming for the Big 12. And right now, there is no competition for them. No, well, there, looking, there is one. Great. There is one. Uh-oh. Uh, there Uh-oh. are Kansas. Yeah! yeah! Let's go! Let's go, Kansas! I cannot wait to talk about Kansas TCU. Cannot oh my god! Wait. So excited! That's good. I mean, I mean, Is that a night game? Uh, no, wait, no, no. Night. It's 12 p.m. It's FS1. 12 p.m. Fair enough. It could get moved. You never know. <laughs> probably not. But they could flex it. They probably won't. This is so odd. Seeing Baylor not ranked, Oklahoma not ranked. 
And Texas not oh ranked, God. but yeah, Oklahoma State and Kansas State's ranked. 17 TCU versus 19 Kansas. Who would have thought, Listen, man? Kansas has a not tough me. I'm going to be honest. Kansas still has a tough road to go. They do. So if, does TCU. If Kansas goes 12 0. What a what a world! Man. I'll, I'll cry. <laughs> what a world! I will become be. a Kansas Jayhawk football fan. If the only thing that's upsetting about that is if they do go twelve and zero, they'll get into the playoff. Probably have to play Alabama or Georgia, and they'll realize, well, you know, but, as the movie said, we're not in Kansas anymore. The pro <laughs> sadly it kills me to say it. They're gonna have, learn what football looks like. Don't forget, they have the Big Twelve championship. It's true. yeah. But so they, they'll probably yeah. if they go twelve and zero and they win the Big Twelve championship. So they'll be thirteen and zero. Yeah, and but look, both, both TCU and Kansas have a pretty rough rough road ahead. Yeah, obviously they both face each other. I'm rooting Kansas for both goes, of them. Kansas goes. Kansas goes to Oklahoma. Goes to Baylor. Uh, has Oklahoma State at home? Has Kansas State at the end of the season? And then for TCU and Texas and Texas Tech and Texas and Texas Tech. And then for TCU, they have Kansas. Then they have Oklahoma State. Then they have Kansas State, um, Texas Texas Tech, Baylor. So they both got some pretty rough roads ahead. But, you know, I, I guess we'll see how things turn out, especially with them going head-to-head this week. I'm rooting for both of them. Yeah, it's it's yeah. tough, man. Let's just get a tie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> TCU, Kansas. Let's, let's, get a t- let's get a tie at, at Kansas. Uh, one, one more thing before we take it to a break. UCLA, putting your name into the Pac-12. We love it. We do. We, we do. It. That's huge for them. If okay. only they could get more than 500 people to come watch, we'll be all right. <laughs> is, that so what the, is that what the... Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I hope not, but I've seen the memes and the videos it's, of all it's, of it. It's, 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 it's pretty pathetic. It's I don't bad. know how they're going to be in the Big Ten. Yeah. It is pretty bad. Who knows? But good for them, though. Oh, yeah. Good, good for one. them. Good we're going to take a short little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about week four of the NFL. This is 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked. You're listening to WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Keep it locked. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, but I do know. I know that 90.7 FM plays the best in metal, alternative, hip-hop, EDM, and more. And to keep it locked, on 90.7 FM, WCLH, which serves the North, Eastern Pennsylvania region. Hey, this is Kristen Rock, General Manager here at WCLH. Always remember, keep it locked on 90.7 Wilkes University Radio. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll hundo pee always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. And 
Welcome back to the live here on 90.7 WCLH. Still here with Steven. Yep. And Reginald. Hello. And those people just waved at us. Oh, are you still waving at the Mets divisional crown hopes? No, someone <laughs> someone waved at us. Oh, okay. I don't know who they are. Hi. Just just some passerbys. Some yeah. friendly passerbys. We love the passerbys. But keep in mind, if you can't listen to the Letterman Live. We are on Spotify at WCLH The Letterman on Spotify. <laughs> on Spotify, um, we are updated. Didn't hear that part. What's it on Spotify? Spotify, yeah, it's on yeah, Spotify. It's on Spotify. 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 I think Spotify. Yeah. Um, and of course, 90.7 WCLH. Yeah. If you want to listen live, 90.7 right, WCLH, yep. 12 to 2, every Monday, Wednesday. But if not, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday. Spotify. Spotify, right? Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. 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 He's got the. <laughs> he's got <laughs> he the little Caesar's pizza. That wasn't my fault. Little Caesar's dog. I gotta get some pizza. Mm. Man, I'm kind of hungry. Not even gonna lie. Me too. I had pizza on Saturday at Angela's. Nice. It was good. I had Jerry's yesterday. Good pickup. Good I pick had up. Uh, sweet sauce and bacon. I need, I need to shout out so good. Ben Pelosi and his family because after every home football game, they bring their own pizza oven and make pizza. That's awesome. Gotta, like phenomenal. Like, don't get me wrong. Wacko Jacko, I know you're listening out there, and I love your egg rolls. Okay? She's but screaming right now. She's definitely screaming. Name, I, I can't believe she's going to text me in like two seconds. <laughs> Dude, but, just mute. Just, just mute. I am muted. Like but, I mean, bringing a brick oven pizza. I mean, come on. That, that's that's pretty like insane. It. That is pretty insane. I got a whole pizza. Just waiting for me out. I hate to interrupt you talking about food, but I don't know if anyone saw this. I just got the breaking news. Javante Williams. Oh, no. My RB2. Is he out for the ACL and LCL. Rip. Prayers up. We never want to see that. No, sir. Hopefully that means that Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton are beginning a lot more uh, time to shine now. Because I have both of them on my team, too. That's tough. That's tough. Prayers up. Javante Williams, I think you're a good running back. I hope you recover well. Agreed, agreed. Uh, that does not help the Broncos' offense. No, it all. does not. Who? They gave the Raiders their first win. Yeah. Go they Raiders. gave it to them. They gave it much, to they them. They pretty much did. Handed it over to them. Well, the, the Raiders didn't win that game. The Broncos said, hey, yep. we know you guys are doing bad. Yeah, hey, well, more, more, more Melvin Gordon. Right. The, the new RB1 in Denver now gave him the win. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to go to London. Oh, London. What a great game to start it was. Sunday. It was a way. great game. You know, I will say, I know it started at 9.30. I woke up at 10. I woke up at 10 on Sunday. Um, rolled out of bed, picked up the phone. I'm like, oh, my God. We got some We got some football to watch. And so, yeah, turned it on, and this was, this was a great, very entertaining game to watch. Yeah, I was actually woken up pretty early by um, Mr. Martell. So I was on the couch sleeping, and he came looking for my keys. So I was like, you know what? I'm up. I might as well throw it on. I watched it, and what I saw was I saw Justin Jefferson <laughs> bounce back over two slower games, I guess you want to call it. Had a great game. Played good. He did. Ten receptions, 147 yards, mm-hmm. one rushing touchdown, no receiving. I would love to see Dalvin Cook kind of pick it up a little bit. Like 20 attempts for 76 yards. 3.8 a clip, I mean, I think he could do so much more. I mean, I don't think it's his fault. I think that the play calling could be a little bit better. The, the offensive line to, is now, brutal yesterday, I thought. To be fair, the Saints' D-line is no slack. No, not at all. David Adimata, Cameron Jordan, Cameron Jordan, Jordan yeah. Davenport, just to name a few. So, 
I think they handled their business pretty well against that D-line. I mean, how many sacks did they give up? They only gave up three sacks. Yeah, which is not – I guess they no, pa- the pass pro was well. I, they, I didn't see any holes open for Dalvin Cook to no. really hit. So – no, but they I'd won. Say, I'd say the Saints defense is fair is a fairly complete unit. Yeah. Um I don't think they have very many holes there. I think I think they play well, especially they play well together. So they have, they do have a little bit of hole in the safety group, but I think they they do look they fairly kept well. Them in this game. Yeah, I agree. They yeah. did. They did for sure. Although I will say for the Vikings I, I feel like that defense has a little bit of holes in the secondary. Me too. I, I mean, really they're letting think... Andy Dalton dot you up. Yep. Hey, and shout out to Chris Olave. What a game. A Four day. receptions, 67 yards. He gets another touchdown. And he had a clutch catch at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Will Lutz couldn't put it through. Super duper close. The double, double doink. The double doink. As an Eagles fan, it brings back some good memories. But you hate <laughs> to see it. You hate to see it on anybody else. Hey, you know what? What a way to start the London games off. Minnesota should go to London every year. If 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 the NFL wants to grow internationally, put Minnesota in London because every Minnesota game is a close game. It is. They it's they just, always have some great games. It's the rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. Minnesota they can't win easy. Just don't, make, just don't make it prime time. Just don't put them on Monday night football. No Monday night football. No, no Monday nights in London. Send them, <laughs> send them to London. Send them to Germany. Send them to Mexico City. Send them everywhere. Okay. Let's Why get not? a Canada game going for God's sake. Just I agree. Not in, just not on Monday night. Set them in the Toronto. Yeah. Anyway. Why not? Right? And actually, honestly, Minnesota might be like the fan base up in Canada. I mean, it's Buffalo, Minnesota, Green Bay. I would and imagine. Seattle. I would imagine those are the Probably. closest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, put um, put them in Montreal. Actually, no, it, yeah. it depends on it depends. Um, like where which, you are, which Providence you're yeah. in, yeah. I know there's a lot of Bills I, fans there. I would say, yeah. like, if you put them in Ottawa, that's probably Minnesota, Green Bay territory. Vancouver's probably more Seattle. I know, I I know they actually play some Eagles games. Up. I know they yeah. televise Eagles games up there. That's that's one of their Fox usuals. So. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the guy, uh, there's a, you probably know him. C four. Yes. Yeah. Yes. C four. Huge Eagles fan. He's up I, in, I uh, do know Toronto. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's that's the game though. The Saints looked good offensively with no missing. What's his name? Eric McCoy. No, he was fine. It was uh, Andres Pete, wasn't it? I'm not sure. One of the guards. They're missing one of the yes. guards. Yeah. yeah. Missing Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. yeah. James Winston. James, James Murray played fantastic. He did. He really did. I mean, 11 attempts, 57 yards, had that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill had a touchdown as well. Yep. And let's not discredit Andy Dalton, right? No. He had, I mean, he had a good game. game. Two, 236 yards, one touchdown. Um, Tyron Matthew got his first interception yep. as a Saint. Um, Honestly, and hey, this game could be different if Will if if Will Lutz hits that kick. I mean, yeah, he hit a sixty yarder right before it. I mean, it was close. It was really close. I so. think the way he played yesterday, there might be some eyebrows that are raised in the coach's office right now in New Orleans this morning. Uh, he played okay. He played. I thought good enough to win, to be honest. And he don't. If they, yeah, yeah, I agree. If, they, if he hit that pick, he had great chemistry with the rookie and Olave. So Olave's I mean, a stud, by the way. I he is. To get that out he there. Is. And hey, Saints have Seahawks at home this week. Yep. And of course, Seahawks played a great game against the Lions. But very good. I don't know. Why is the Saints Seahawks going to be a very good game? Don't <laughs> That's know. such a crazy thing to say. But I mean, without Drew Brees or Russell Wilson, right? No Russell Wilson, no Drew Brees. Geno Smith no, has better is, stats, by listen, the way, than Russell Wilson. Geno Smith versus Andy Dalton. <laughs> yes, please. This is must see TV. Guys. Yeah, seriously. Get that Monday Night Football going. We'll sh- <laughs> anyway, we're going to move to Baltimore. We're coming back to the states here. Uh, I don't. 
I don't know what to say about Baltimore. I mean, you're up 20 to 3, and then you just stop playing offense. I think, yeah, and I think a big proponent is, I think the Bills defense made some great adjustments. Um, they did. The second half, especially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rashad and Bateman it, did go down with an injury. Important mm-hmm. to note as well. Important so to note we'll as see well. how that is monitored. But J.K. Dobbins, by the way. Hey. Yeah, hey, great game from Dobbins. Uh, 16 total touches, 63 all-purpose yards, two total touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. He played a great game. Yeah. And, and Lamar Jackson, to his credit, he played a fairly okay game as well. He did have the two picks. Um, one touchdown, 73 rushing yards on the ground. He still had a, but Jesus, this computer just doesn't know how to be quiet. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, he still played a good game, but, yeah, I, and, you know, it's good to point out the Bills' defense. They made a, that fourth down stop on the goal line. I mean, that was huge. You know, that, mm-hmm. that was huge. And I think the, Bill, uh, not the, I think the Bills' offense, um, they, played a, they played a great second-half game. Um, they had to do the they, win. Yeah, of course, and they made their adjustments as well. And you know, shout out to Jordan Poyer. He got two interceptions in this game. He no, did go down no, with an injury, though. He did, which which is bad because they don't have Micah Hyde, mm-hmm. um, who is uh, a little banged Trey, up right now. Buffalo is Trey White back yet? I don't think he Trey was. In, is not I in, he's do not, in not this believe game. so. Yeah. So I mean, this was a big win for the Bills, especially with the three and one Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, good thing they have division. a cakewalk next week. Where are they at? Where do they play? They play Buffalo. In Buffalo. The Bills are playing Buffalo in well, Buffalo? They play in, they oh, they play, play, they play the Steelers in Buffalo. Hey, they last year? Was last year the Steelers stole yeah, that we one? beat them week one. That was week one. It's not week five. Hey, Kenny Pickett led Steeler, uh, Steelers, man. guys. I tell you this. And, but, hey, they need this win because right after, right after the Steelers game, they got to travel to Kansas City. And they need to get healthy. They do. For that game. They do. And that is a big game, especially, and we'll talk about Kansas City later, but especially the game they put up. Yeah. I think the one thing I have learned, though, at, at Pat, over the past two weeks, because I saw the Eagles, I know we're going to talk about the Eagles and the Jags were close, the Bills, the Ravens were close, the Bills lost last week. I don't really see one unstoppable team in the NFL this year. Like, I oh, thought yeah. it was going to be the Bills that were going to be dominant no matter what and unstoppable. But I really don't see it this year, which I like that a lot. It seems like everyone is kind. I mean, there's obviously the teams that are in different levels yeah. that have separated themselves. But I right. really don't think that there's one team that's a, a lock for an AFC I, championship or a lock for a Super Bowl matchup. I, I still think the Chiefs are dominant. I think they ran into a bit of a problem in Indianapolis. But to put up 40-plus points in three or four games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, – you know. They got back on track, again, against the number one scoring defense. I just want to throw this out there, too, this stat. And, yeah, now I'll throw it out. The, against number one scoring defenses, Patrick Mahomes is 6-1 and one all time. Against number one scoring defenses. 6-1. and one. Patrick Mahomes, that only lost he's coming, that guy, man. That only lost coming in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. He really is. I think and he's well, the best. In the NFL, I think he's better than Josh Allen, in my he's opinion. By far I, I take Mahomes I, over I, Allen. I, I, he's I, by far the best QB. I won't be mad if someone says that they take Allen over him, but I take Mahomes over Allen personally. I, 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 I would agree. I would agree. I, but I, do we just want to talk about that game before we go? Might as well. Because I mean, yeah. Patrick Might Mahomes well. just had an incredible, incredible game. Yeah, I mean, hey, 249 yards, three it, touchdowns, one interception. He was playing backyard football out Let's there. not discredit what Tom Brady also did, too. Because no, Tom Brady no. was back in the Tom form. Brady put it in there. Three, uh, 385, three touchdowns, no, no picks. A very good completion percentage. I want to say over 70? Yes. Let's, yes. Uh, 
Um, I think if this was against almost any other team, I mean, this is a blowout win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike Evans had himself a day, eight mm-hmm. receptions, hundred three yeah. yards, two touchdowns. We love the it. The only thing, no, the only thing about this game, I did for the Bucks offense, a horrible run game. You got to get the absolutely here's the thing. horrible. Here's the thing: they were already down fourteen nothing, and they said, "Screw the run game." That's, that's what true. I'm saying. You that's have fair. the they did. That's true. kick return on the that's beginning true. of the game. You already set yourself back Happened in the Chiefs last points. week. Happened in the Chiefs against yep. Colts last week. It's like you got to get. You can't. Especially when you're playing a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, you cannot have those stupid mistakes that they were making. Like when you botch a kick return on the first kickoff of the game against a team that good with a quarterback and an offense that good, you're already setting yourself back seven points. All of America could have told you that the Chiefs were going to score a touchdown either the next play or the play after it, after that botched kick return. It was funny because I was watching Sunday Night Baseball and – I wanted to watch the end of the inning where the Braves scored their three runs to eventually get them so to like they won the game. And I'm sitting there and you know watching baseball, or whatever, and I get the notification that Travis Kelsey already has a 16 yard touchdown pass. I go, what? I, the game just started. I'm, yeah, I'm sitting there like, how did that happen? Look, but hey, the Bucks kept it competitive, especially they yeah, came they out swinging in the second half, 41 31. It was only, and that sounds like a big deficit, but it's only a 10 point game. When you, to, when you to, look at it. To see how big it was before, how it was 38-17, it was 28-10 to 10 at some point. Yeah. Not three. It was 28-3. Oh, <laughs> I was shaking oh my boots. No. Mahomes, you did something bad. Look, <laughs> and, and hey, the Chiefs' defense, I mean, they continue to surprise. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said that they were going to be this yeah. good. And not that they played. They played a great first half. Uh, obviously, they changed. They, I feel like they changed up the game plan in the second, but... To be also, they played, great. they played a lot more soft coverages just because at that point you are up twenty eight. Right. So you're playing more of a conservative game. Yeah. You're playing a clock game. You don't you don't want them to score soon. You want to exactly. take as much and time even, the clock as you can. Even in the third quarter, they they held them the first two drives in the third quarter yeah. until Which was they got up thirty eight seventeen. At that point, I mean if they if they come back, especially with Mahomes on the other side yeah, of the football, if they come back then. Hallelujah, Tom Brady. <laughs> but it's like we said. It's like we said. I'm not worried about the Bucks. No, no. I at think all. their no. offense is finally putting it together. They still have an elite defense. It was just the Chiefs. Chris Godwin's you know. back too. Yeah, they play. Yep. They play the Falcons. They play the Steelers. They play the Panthers. That's their next well, three matchups. Let's, let's not let's not discount the Falcons. Now I'm they, not they, they did just the Falcons. Lose. Tom Brady's not losing to the Falcons. It's not they did. Ju- it's like you said. Well. <laughs> It, if this know. was if this was in Atlanta, maybe I'd give it. But if this it's was in at Houston and it's twenty eight to three in the third quarter. Maybe, maybe. I'd pick Brady. <laughs> but here's what I'll say it's about the Bucks. Bu- it's, it's, it's at the Bucks. I, yeah. I think maybe I think maybe later in the season, if the Falcons are still playing well, that's that well. That is the Week them, eighteen but. matchup. It is Tampa Bay traveling to Atlanta uh, Week eighteen? I had Whatever. the bu- at the beginning of the year. I said to everyone, I'm pretty sure I probably told you this. <laughs> I'm putting all my marbles in with Tom Brady this year. I have the Bucks winning the Super Bowl, and I have Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl MVP. After the first four weeks, or five weeks, whatever it's been, I I'm think still Brady, not worried. Brady's back on track, and, I and agree. again, as long as they um, get into the playoffs, it doesn't matter if they're the last seed. It's still Tom Brady. Chris Collinsworth was saying this last night during the broadcast. He said, "I'm not really worried about this Bucks team because I know in our hearts of hearts that it's still Brady." Yeah, he hasn't looked like Brady of old these first four weeks. But it's still Tom Brady. But it doesn't matter how he plays week in September, October. It matters how he plays in December. If he's still playing like he did week two and week three in December, 
Yeah, be concerned. But he but won't be. We I all, think he's going to be playing like this. We all know. Yeah. yeah. How he played last night is what we're going to see. He'll be just fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Moving on, we're going to go to Green Bay for a second because, man, do I want to talk about how – and I, I, I did put the Packers on upset alert. I said it could happen. And some people looked at me crazy. Some people, like Walter, said, I'm an idiot. But <laughs> – Sure, he's not the only person that has said that to you. No, plenty of people have called me that. But the fact that the Patriots went to OT with a fourth-round fourth rookie quarterback, their third-string quarterback, and almost beat the Packers on the road, very gutsy and very impressive performance. That would have been huge. I think the Patriots' defense played really well. Yes. They played really well. Uh, they played their, their run defense was fairly shabby. Mm. Um, I, th- I think we could say that Aaron Jones ran all over the Aaron Jones I mean look Aaron Jones 16 110 AJ Dillon 17 73 mm. I mean it was insane right and Al Lazard is that Al Lazard 10 receptions uh, I'm sorry not 10 6 receptions 116 yards um, I mean he's filling that role Dobbs and Tunyon both got a touchdown from Rodgers um, hey shout out to Jack Jones uh, and Mike Blitz rookie for the Patriots he played great. Um, got that interception going right before halftime. Had a forced fumble as well. Uh, I mean, the Patriots defense played really well. And, you know, Zappi almost got it done. Almost got it done. And, and now, it, it would have been amazing. And, yeah, again, gutsy performance by the Patriots. But and Aaron Rod- they made Aaron Rodgers look pedestrian. I agree. They really did. Aaron Rodgers did Rodgers not didn't look, look good like that Rodgers. Game. No, I don't think that him and this new, younger core of receivers are really clicking yet. I think when they do start to click, I think the Packers are going to show a big leap, a drastic leap, and I think that they'll start to look better. I still don't think – at the beginning of the season, I thought that they were serious contenders. I don't really see them as that anymore. I think that once him and these receivers get a couple more weeks together, they'll be better, but I still don't see anything crazy. I mean, you almost yeah, lost to a second and third-string quarterback. I agree. A so, rookie, fourth-round yeah, yeah, quarterback. Fourth round quarterback. Exactly. But the last time the third-string rookie quarterback came in for the Patriots. We all know the tale. They did win a Super Bowl. I think it we might be a little bit different. A little bit different. But it yeah, might be no. like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity there. <laughs> I mean, it's impossible. You I don't think know. you're going to see many more people like Tom Brady the, in this world. <laughs> TB12, nah. Yeah. Okay, Guys, it's got to so be, be BZ4. Let's get into it. Here we go. Wait, 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 before I have to go be an academic weapon, can I make my uh, prediction yeah, for, for Mother Night Football real quick? Of course. For it. It's going to be a very defensive game tonight. Cooper Cup, as always, is still going to go crazy, though. Of course. Give me San Fran 20-13, to 13, Cooper Cup first touchdown of the game. Wow. Fair. I like that. Fair. Not, Reggie not just, is out. Not just a touchdown, the first the touchdown. First, the first touchdown. And look at Chris Gordy just looking magnificent right there on the sidewalk. Yes, sir. Shout out to, Atlanta shout Braves out to, Shout out to his DJ performance at homecoming. Yeah. And at the wedding. <laughs> well, at a wedding. I don't know what wedding. I'm going to be honest. I don't know either. But, uh, and also, if you want to listen to more of Chris Gordy, you can listen to him on Wednesdays at 11, right before the Letterman. Um, yes, sir. Chris, I got to be honest. I forgot the name of your show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm a, I'm a terrible human being. It's okay. <laughs> but you can catch him an hour before the Letterman on Wednesdays, 11 to 12. Or if you want to listen to him DJ live on the show, 7 to 8 on Friday evenings, every other Friday. Yes, sir. So 
We love our hip hop di- hip hop director. We love our hip hop director. Absolute academic weapon. Letterman co-host Chris Same. Gordy. Get into the game of the week, though. There you go. Talk hey. to me. All right. We're gonna come out. We're gonna give credit. We're gonna give credit where credit is due. Thank hey, thank great, you. great, great performance by the Jaguars. Thank they you. really did. They played great in the first. They played great in the first half, first quarter for sure. First quarter. Um, I would say just first quarter. Was it Andre Cisco? So that was his name. Andre Cisco, baby. He made a great play off of the deflection for the pick six. But I do want to say, and I'm gonna say this, Jalen Hurts. That pick all in Jalen Hurts. It really was. I don't think there's any way around it. But. You're throwing a 50-50 ball, and that's fine. You can throw those, but you can throw that to A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. I'm not, I don't know why you're throwing a 50-50 ball in the rain to Zach Paschal. And I like Zach Paschal, just any other receiver, any wide receiver one or two, sure, go ahead. Even Dallas Goddard. I'm not, I wouldn't be mad about that. But why Zach Paschal? I don't know. But after that, it didn't matter. Jalen Hurts did what Jalen Hurts has done this season. He put up a great game. Um, 204 passing yards. Obviously, he had the one pick. Th- 38 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Um, Brown and Goddard both had five receptions, one for 95, one for 72. But the man of the hour for the Eagles is Miles Sanders. I mean, he had a career day, played a great game, 27 attempts, 134 rushing yards, two touchdowns, which is also a career high for him. And, I mean, yeah, that further offense, that he played great. And on the defensive side of the ball, oh, man. I mean, we were out. No no Darius Slay. No Avante Maddox. That's, that's cornerback one and your nickel corner out. James Bradbury stepped into that role. He got a clutch pick, um, which was a great play. Jumped the route. Um, Hassan Reddick, he played a phenomenal game. Breakout game as an eagle two sacks both force fumbled recovered both of them himself just great defensive performance and honestly that's what kept us in the game go ahead very sad day for me last yesterday (laughs) not because of the outcome because i i let's be honest i did not expect to win this game i expected to compete in it we did don't get me wrong for us to have five turnovers one score game for us to have five turnovers and it only lose by one score, phenomenal. It's that's that's a sign of a good team. I, agree. I am not worried about our team. And I saw the perfect tweet this morning. It said at the start of the season, I saw us going six and eleven, just hoping to compete as a team. Now, I see us going nine and eight, winning the AFC South, and competing competing very well as one of the better teams in the AFC. Or not even AFC, just in, in football, and I still I still believe that. Yeah, I think we are one of the better coach teams in the in the NFL. Agreed. Shout out Doug Peterson. Yeah, shout out Doug Peterson. We still want that. We still want the statue. <laughs> Can't have it. But um, Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, had his worst day as a Jaguar, and that's coming from last year. Last year, which was just a horrendous season. I mean, I don't know if I, I would agree with that. I think it was his worst day as a Jaguar. His worst game as a Jaguar. In his two years as a Jacksonville Jaguar, I think I think the weather played a really big factor. It did. I think you guys. I think the Jaguars needed to switch up their game plan 
because I, i'd the, say a lot of the drop a lot of it was the weather because you had yeah. a bunch of drop passes a bunch of the balls were off mark i think you guys really needed to lean more onto that running game like the eagles did because you have james robinson and travis Etienne, both great running backs i would say yes so i uh, i don't know i think i think this game could have been a lot different if you guys made that adjustment or maybe James not. James Robinson you know, to only get eight carries. Travis Etienne, I think he only got five or It was six. insane. It was absolutely insane. We only had 19 carries as a team. In, in the run, Doug Peterson defended it, said he's a pass-first play caller, which I don't hate. But when it's raining like that, you got to run the ball. Yeah, you got to make the adjustment. So, you really do. Jawan Taylor looked awful. Uh, if he wants to play for a contract, that's not how you do it. Jamal Agnew looked great. Agnew looked good. He looked good. <laughs> Two touchdowns on the day. Good for him. I wish they went the ETN or Robinson, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> we all do. Christian do. Kirk, I mean, two receptions, 60 yards. So I mean, got, he was getting covered. Bradbury Bradbury had him good most of the day. He did. So. Um, whenever Bradbury was, I think one of the big receptions was when uh, Gardner-Johnson was covering, mm-hmm. who hasn't played bad, but he's played okay. He could play better. I'll but say this. Still learning the off, still learning the Again, plays. The defense, I think we played very well. So our defense in 2021 forced nine turnovers. Our defense through one quarter of the 2022 season has forced nine turnovers. So again, and that's coaching. I think that's the better players that we have in store. Agreed. And it's it's still very exciting. I guess we're two and two. But <laughs> it's the most positive two and two. In a long time in Jacksonville. I would agree with so. you. And when you look at the Jag- Jags schedule, next week they have the Texans at home. Big game. Then they go to the Colts, and then they have the Giants at home. And i got to be honest, with, with the way the Colts are still playing, and Jonathan Taylor not going to be in that well game now. at all. High ankle sprain. He's out. Oh, right, 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 right. So Jonathan Taylor probably out now. You guys could be looking at... F- we could be looking at... F- three and two, four and two, five and two. Six maybe. And two. Maybe in six and two. I mean, then then you have a three home stretch: Giants, Broncos, Raiders. Guess what? Broncos. That's in London. Oh right, it's the London, and game. that's an automatic Jaguars win. I mean, we all know Jaguars. It's not, it's not automatic. It's it automatic. It's it's at home. But f- so far with Trevor Lawrence, we're one and zero. It's at home. You know, it's at home. We're going back home. But yeah, I'm not worried about the Jags. One, I bit. wouldn't be either. I, I think, I I, in my opinion, we face the best team in the NFL right now, oh, first quarter of the season. Flattery. So uh, we are running short of time, so we're going to give short little predictions. Uh, I do think the 49ers win this game, and this is just a 49ers thing to do where they uh, they play very, I want to say bad opponent, but they just they don't live up to the hype that they were supposed to do the week before, and they lose to a opponent that they should win and then the next week they play a very good opponent and they beat them so i have the 49ers 23 rams 20 i have a fairly similar score i agree with you and and it's important to note that jimmy g is finally he had more time with the offense now finally have more time to assimilate himself um both have very good defenses but yeah for me i got 49ers 26 rams 24 Oh, yeah. So it's going to be very fun. So far, one quarter of the season. Just give give me your thoughts. One quarter of the season. Fun. Unpredictable. Yes. Amazing. Can't wait for the rest of it. Very excited for this season to continue. Steelers stink. Wow.
our, our uh, hopefully a new guest coming on soon. Jeremiah Acker's in the studio now, and I just want to tell him the Steelers stink. Stink on ice. Can you pick a season, baby? They're not going to win in October. Can you pick a season? They're not going to win in October. Steelers are definitely not winning in October. <laughs> you know who are though? The Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun season. Next Super Bowl coming up. Hopefully. I would love a rematch. Oh, my God. This is Letterman here at 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked.